The following program is brought to you by Podcast One Sportsnet. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Welcome to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is RJ Bell. That's right. And it's the July 4th week late edition with my Wise Guy Roundtable. To my right, perhaps the most famous better in the world, Steve Fezzik. In front of me, Brad Powers, college specialist. To my left, the nitty professor, Stephen Nover. And Mackie in the shadows, as usual. I'm RJ Bell. Boy, we could say we got NFL, and we do. We've got Nova's top quarterbacks. He ranked them 1-32 to up at the site. But now we have Brad's biggest disagreement, Fezzik's, Mackie's, and mine. So four quarterbacks, each one's going to be a crossfire. You're crazy, Nova. Maybe two highly rated Maybe too low. Also, college football. When I met Brad, you could say when he made his bones, it was in the Heisman. First radio show we ever did. This guy, he picked 100 to 1 Heisman in August. It was actually middle of July. Don't interrupt me. (laughs) This guy, usually when someone's getting a ton of compliments, they are like totally quiet. Like, I don't want to step on this. But for Brad, the compliments usually aren't even enough. Welcome to Mirage, Mr. Papa Giorgio. And he has to jump in and like juice him even more. Maybe that's part of some grand plan. I don't know. But it was probably July. He's right. And he said, oh, here's a 100 to 1 shot. And it was Lamar Jackson to win the Heisman the year he won it. Next year, he said, all right, hold my beer. I'm going to give you another 100 to 1. Didn't win, but it was. Bryce Love, he came in second. If only they, I mean, think about it. In horse racing, if the horse pays 100 to win, what do they usually pay, pay to place? It's usually like half or so, right? So that would have been like a 50 to one. If they, now, that'd be fun with the long shots. They gave you a ticket. And they said, and, and maybe let's say with Lamar Jackson, it would have had to pay 50 to one. And what it would be is, if they get first, you get the, the the full payout. If they get second, you get half the payout. And if they get third, you get a third of the payout. And then they've got to reduce that initial number. To, and then they would get so many more long shots. A couple places in town do that with parlay cards. If you get nine out of ten or yeah, eight out of ten, you Yeah, get a bonus. but it's not quite like that. I have finally seen this year they've given out odds just to get an invite to New York. Okay, and that's interesting, but you could actually blend both of those yep. into like a win-play show. Maybe I should erase it. See, we don't add it, so if someone beats me to this, just give me credit. I mean, <laughs> only about half the people do anyway, so if you do, it'll be ahead of the game. All right, but we're going to have your five, your top five Heisman value bets, including your very best bet, and it's 25 to 1, right? Yeah, 25 to 1. So this is one that would be a jumbo payout. But it will be more reasonable. I mean, it's more likely, obviously, than the hundred. You know, when you win a hundred to one, twenty-five to one should be like a layup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, not really, but you would think so. <laughs> but guys, listen, 
we're going to start and we're going to spend most of our time LeBron on three things. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Showtime! Woo! All right, let's talk as fans for a second. Uh, and as media guys, right? We do our, obviously our podcast is, people might think a podcast on me. No, our podcast, this is always something I love. Our podcast gets double the listenership in a week. Just one of them, our dream preview is our highest rated. Gets double the listenership in a week. Then CNN in the middle of the afternoon has viewers on a Wednesday. So yes, we're in the media, not to mention our Fox national show. And Friday night, Saturday night on Fox National Radio. I'm excited because there's more to talk about. Like, this is one of the weeks. And by the way, next week, we'll tease ahead. It's a full NFL early preview. We're not talking anything else but NFL. We're going to bring in probably at least one special guest. And we're going to give you hour 45 or so to take you from now till the first week of college. And then we'll probably do a second late preview a week early. And those two together are going to be the three best hours we can do on NFL previews. And usually we do that in July. Why? Because there's not much else to talk. We're going to talk a bunch of baseball. No, though we do have Esler today with his overrated, underrated free pick. He's been winning a bunch of free picks and his third in a series of little short two minutes difference between baseball handicapping and football handicapping, which has been pretty insightful. So these are the times to do things like previews and stuff for football in two months. But, but LeBron changed that. So Fez, let's start with you. 20, 30 seconds as, as a, as a media guy, as a fan, how excited are you? Well, David Stern, when he was the commissioner was once asked, who would you like to see in the finals of the NBA? And he responded every year. I'd like to see the Lakers play the Lakers. And I, believe in that completely that I think that this is just over the top so much to talk about so much passion and excitement I love it that was pretty good Brett well let's just put it this way I was born in Ohio I lived in Cleveland for seven years loved the Cavs I thought it was West Philadelphia you were born and raised on a playground oh no okay that's where I spent most of my days that's something different okay all right But anyways, I'm excited. I actually thought the you know this past year in Cleveland it was a little bit I would say almost boring. I'm excited. I'm in better close proximity to LA, and it's just a better story. And also, when you talk about the market, obviously, I think in my opinion, more opportunity for guys like myself to make some money. Well, listen, before you guys get any ideas here in the studio, is the Fox National Press Pass with us being a weekend show probably down on the list. I'm going to, let's just say, uh, I'll tell you all about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, the Nitty Professor, I'm expecting you're going to come in flat. Maybe you'll surprise. (laughs) Imagine that. Well, now that there's uh, there's five teams now that are capable of winning the NBA championship, and that's all, just five. And really, that idea of the parity or lack thereof being good or bad is the question. And the math, the odds back it up. Five teams with a reasonable chance to win it. And Fez, that's what we're doing. We're going to build this around the five best teams. Five, four, three, two, and then one. You might know the number one, but who knows? Fez can get <laughs> wild, crazy. And we're going to talk about where they are in the market, where you think they are. There's one you think is two slots off. 
But no one can disagree about the top five because the fifth best team or sixth best team is 50 to one or so. And that's the Spurs. So I've seen Philly as high as 20 to one, but still it's hard to say the 50 to one team is better than the 20 to one team. Absolutely. But that's it. I just kind of bored. I I see the the Warriors, the Rockets, the Celtics, the 76ers, and now the Lakers. That's it. So uh, more than 83% of the teams. Going out on a limb there. More than 83% of the teams have no shot. Just those five. And remember, we say this a bunch, and it's true. There's no sport in which the better team wins more often than the NBA. Because the one and dones, NFL, college football, Forget about that, right? Because it's always easier to lose one game than to lose four out of seven or upset once than four out of seven. And then amongst the seven game sports, hockey, baseball, and NBA or leagues is the question is how much luck matters. And the simple math of it is in baseball, oh, could have been a call third strike, two guys on, but it's not. Next pitch, home run, three runs out of maybe an average of 10. So 30%. One luck, lucky or unlucky play. Hockey, one goal, 20% maybe. In basketball, what's luck? Three-pointer gets tipped in, goes off the backboard, some crazy. It's three out of 220 points. Now, we can get a little deeper and say, well, if that second or third foul is called in the second quarter, it can be bigger. But there's so much less luck in basketball than baseball and hawk. You, hawk, you hear hot goalies, hear about hot pitch, and you don't hear that in the NBA. And that's why if you go back in history and say, what were the Vegas power rankings or what were the just wins? If you just said a proxy for wins is how good a team is. Most wins, best team. Now, we know that's not always the case. Toronto wasn't better than Cleveland this year, obviously, but they had more wins. But this is new. I mean, Larry Bird, back in the day, Michael, they all tried to win. I mean, hey, back-to-back in Denver, you never know. But everyone had the equal number of those. The fact of LeBron kind of saying the regular season doesn't matter. Even the Lakers weren't like that. I mean, even Shaq and Kobe's Lakers weren't like that. So I think it's pretty fair to go back and say wins are a proxy rank win ranking for how good a team was relative to the competition. And you're going to go and see one, one, two, two, three, two, two, one. Go back to 1980, ranking by wins. In fact, anyone that wants to do that work, because I've always wanted to do this, and I've just never taken, I mean, what's it going to take? Maybe a half hour? If anyone wants to do the work, I will tweet it out and give you full attribution on Twitter. And uh, I'm guessing you'll pick up, I don't know. Will they, they'll probably pick up 100 followers, I think. So Does that it, include us? Does that include us? Because I'll go do this uh, and get a jump on you, everybody. Listen, you've got enough to do. <laughs> All right, okay. Fair so if no one, <laughs> if no one does it in the next week, then I'll let I'll, I'll let you guys bid out on it. But All right. for any listener only right now, just tweet it. First one to do it now, tweet at me. His Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas, and I think we're going to be shocked at those numbers stack. So just to be specific, tell me where the champion that year ranked in regular season wins. That's the only thing I want to see from 1980 to 2018. So we're, we're saying magic and birds rookie year. So in a weird way, I hear you, Steven, that 
regular season, oh, you know, the Lakers are going to be favored by seven on the road at Phoenix or whatever. And I'm, you know, just going off the top of my head. But boy, I, I the idea that you get to the final four, I mean, let's just say we get lucky and get Laker, you know, Lakers, Golden State, Philly, Boston. Isn't that going to be super exciting? Yes, that will be exciting. But what about the whole rest of the way up there? But but what I'm saying is, is it because, but if you're watching Washington play Milwaukee, like, because when I listen to like Bill Simmons, and he's an NBA guy, he wrote a 600 page book on it. There, and, and you listen to, um, I mean, just the guys who are writers in the business that just love the biz, you know, love NBA. They're talking about how great how great it is to watch Utah on the ticket, you know, when it's the only ten thirty Eastern start game, and because there's just one second string guard there. Like if you're just saying this game in November is about your chance at the title, I agree with you. But if you're a real if you're not a real NBA fan, you're not watching in November anyway, unless it's a TNT big game. Right? You like to think back in November, your team has some shot. So you're saying you feel bad for the fans. You're the somehow the everyman here feeling bad for the fans. I, I grew up in Wisconsin, RJ. You know that. I was so I was a Bucks fan, and they used to have a shot. Now they along Sydney with all Moncrief. the other. Did you have a Moncrief jersey? Love Sidney Moncrief. Did you have a jersey? No, no, I did not have a jersey. It's, uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, but I did love Sidney Moncrief, and very good that you came up with him. Uh, anyways. Uh, you, you always had a, at least some hope, but now in this age, I call it like dinosaurs. You have these mega mega monsters. They all hook up. They all become these superpowers. You have no shot right from the beginning of the season. And uh, sure, maybe the NBA, these, these guys are, are great athletes, great players, but unless you have a betting interest or a fantasy basketball interest, you have no shot to win. Or if you're from a, an actual fan. But the pure fan is... Out, of, out the door on this. But a pure no fan shot. doesn't need to have a title. Win. I mean, do you think the Browns have a chance to win, the t- a reasonable chance to win the title? They like to think going in they have a chance. <laughs> uh, well, I, one of my biggest retweets of the whole week with LeBron was, and this is absolutely true, Browns are about 100 to 1 to win the title, and the Cavs are 650 to 1. <laughs> Browns over Cavs. Think about that a second. I think there's a fish. In, oh, Zach Lowe was who I was thinking. Like the Zach Lowe's of the world, the Bill Simmons of the world, they care about those, you know, the ticket and the late game and all that stuff. To me, what the NBA cares the most about is who's watching the semis when it's on NBC, ABC, who's watching the finals. And I think there's a better chance of getting. Houston Golden State was fun, but boy, imagine we get both because imagine there's three good teams, and we're assuming these are the three. Everyone can debate how good the Lakers really are. We'll get to that. But it's either going to be Golden State, Houston, or Lakers playing in the semis of the West. So whoever doesn't get, assuming those are one, two, and three, whoever this year there was no good third team. Right in the West. So all, all the semis were, you know, boring, kind of. And it's like, oh, you know, Golden State just lost the game. You know, it's like, all right. So, wow, you get one better second round matchup, right? And then if we get the dream match, and it doesn't, even if it's, hey, listen, if Houston supplants Lakers and it's a, in the semis and it's a rematch and Chris Paul's healthy, that's a hell of a series. I mean, to me, 
I think if you're a fan, here's what I would say. If you, and I've been thinking about it as Steven was talking. If you're a fan in the NBA and you're, you have a fan's interest, the fact that randomly you only have a five in 30 chance. Again, there's more Laker fans. Let's be honest, but let's say you have a five in 30 chance of having a competitive team. That's not good. If you're a better or just a fan that's watching maybe 20 games a year, for the 20 game a year fan, which is more than just the finals, you know, a couple times a month, a lot of, you know, a lot of playoffs and most of the conference fight, you know, that kind of thing. Maybe it's 30 games a year. I think this is a hell of a setup. You got five good teams. There's going to be some great battles. LeBron is going to be playing Golden State like what, five or six times? I mean, I, and plus, one team's going to emerge from the East. Either likely a very young Boston or a very young Philly, which I think that that makes for an exciting final. Our, our, go ahead, Fess. It's July 5th. Think about this. It's July 5th. And you're not talking about Joey Chestnut winning the hot dog contest. <laughs> oh, it's over. Yeah, it's over. But you're talking about the NBA with passion. Let's face it. We don't even talk much about the NBA after the season starts the first month in November. It shows what a home run all this is. It is a real coup for the NBA that it, they've kind of just hijacked baseball with all this. This is the, the well, main baseball is, it killed it. I mean, baseball is doing it to itself. Right. I mean, I've never seen a sport just in the last 10 years where it's hard to find a time people are talking about it. Yeah. Like you could say college basketball, you're only talking about it three weeks a year, but at least you're talking about it for those three weeks. Right. When are we, because t- the saddest thing is when you get to the world series is when football is going on. I mean, obviously people care, but the day after the world series, nothing. I mean, even on like a Mike and Mike or a Colin, what's it, what's it going to get? It's going to get a half hour and a three hour show the day after the world series. Maybe, like if it's the Cubs winning. <laughs> so I, I think that the Nitty Professor is called that for a reason. He is going to poo-hoo most anything. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, Fez, let's do. Now, if you don't know Fezzik, you're new. This is probably the best thing to say about him. In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the f-ing world. Or this. I am Elmer J. Fudd, millionaire. I own a mansion and a yacht. It's all true. Two-time Super Contest winner. I only got to ever do that. Did it back-to-back for fun. We're going five, four, three, two, one. These are, no, let's be clear. This is the Fezzik July power rating. We don't know who the Lakers are going to get. Now, that's an interesting question. Are we projecting the range of what the Lakers could do, meaning getting Kawhi for nothing or, you know, for hardly anything would be the best possible thing, but very unlikely. All the way to not signing any other free agent is unlikely. And then are, are we are we f- smoothing out the uncertainty and projecting? Or are we saying as the team exists today? We're taking a weighted average of our projections as of opening night. Okay. Now that's important to remember. And it's funny. We were on our Fox National show Friday night and, and Cofield, it might have been Saturday, and Cofield goes, well, how could I predict that? I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. It's like, Steve, you're on straight out of Vegas. What <laughs> Vegas does is we price uncertainty. This is what we do. Just like Brad, when he figures out, does he eat that Manhattan clam chowder on day three at half price? Mm. Right? You're pricing uncertainty. <laughs> let's start, Faz. Let, let's do a little music to intro you here. 
Number five. Number five, Philadelphia 76ers, and they're a little bit of a distance five, and here's why, RJ. Under the radar, two of their glue guys, those who've been listening to our podcast all year long, know how high I am on these role players that <laughs> gelled with the 76ers. Bellinelli, who is the three-point specialist, and Ilya Sova, bigger forward, both of them played great for the 76ers. They were never great before. They might not be great after. Those are big hits. I think the 76ers are possibly going to even get worse this year. Possibly even get worse. Now, how do I even, what does that even mean? The markets, I think, expect the 76ers to improve slightly. I think that they're going to get be worse right, so, in November. So obviously, we've got two very young guys. And if you actually think of Embiid with his injury problems and his lack of experience, he's very young or very inexperienced. You would think this is a quantum leap year for both. For Simmons and Embiid, yes. And we would agree, and, and, and for this argument, it's not worth splitting hairs. Both are top 20 players in the NBA right now. Sure. Okay. So we got two of the top 20 players in the NBA on one team that are going to probably make, if I said to you, of all the top 20 players in the NBA, off the top of your head, and Steven, jump in if you got one, stack rank who's going to make the biggest jump between this past year and next year. They'd be right at the top. Okay. But they're getting worse. <laughs> In the first month. I think- whoa, 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 whoa. People could have went to bathroom and back since the last time that, well, I guess usually with uh, with headsets, they're, 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 you know, they get to listen to us on the commode. But, if- <laughs> <laughs> and for, I wonder how many people, let's do the math. If there's 106 or 130,000 listening, how many people are on the commode right now? Mm. Now that's pricing uncertainty. I bet it's greater than I would bet over a half. Over a half, meaning at least one person. Oh, I was thinking one percent. <laughs> so like thirteen hundred people. Ah, oh my god, I never thought of that. How many? If it were one percent, would be thirteen hundred. I would have my now biggest just bet hear- of my life on over half. One percent's a good number. I like. Oh that. my god. So that means let's think about this. So one percent would mean. If it's a hundred minute podcast, they'd be on the commode for a minute. See, I don't go to, I don't go. No, I think it might be a third of a percent would be my number, but still that would still be what? 400 and some people. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) I've never used this drop to better effect. Hey now. (laughs) (laughs) That was what it was built for. Getting back, Mo- your, getting back to your point, RJ, here's the 76er team. I agree with these two young players. They're going to improve throughout but, 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 the but year. Hold on. You said they're going to be worse. You weren't talking about the first month. When you said they're going to be worse. To so, start the season, I think they'll underperform. Did he say that, Brad? No. Against the spread. Well, did I, you hear him saying no? I misspoke. I you think, didn't misspeak. You left out the main point. I believe they'll have a bad against the spread record in November, and then they will improve throughout the year. At the, at come the start of the playoffs, do you think Philadelphia is going to have a higher power rating than they did at the start of the playoffs this year? Likely, yes. Okay. So what you're saying actionable here is the big names are coming back. Everyone's talking like I did the quantum leap, but the integration of these new players, and obviously there's going to be uncertainty if they're going to match the performance of last year's glue guys, but even if they do ultimately, probably start slow. Exactly. 
I like that. You agree with that? What about the expectation level? There was kind of not too much pressure on the 76ers this past year. Now there's more pressure. Now they're 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 in the hunted range. They're maybe the first or second best team in the East. I think it's an issue that they'll have a Is it a good issue them. or a bad issue? It's a bad issue that the teams that they're playing, remember, we didn't even think the 76ers necessarily were going to make the playoffs until the last two months of the season. And now that they have the bullseye, that's probably going to cause their opponents to play harder, which is going to be harder for them, especially earlier in the year. And I think Fez has a decent point. We saw it even at the end of this past year where Philadelphia became overpriced in the marketplace, had that 17-1 and like straight up and against the spread run. And then what happened in the Boston series got way overpriced. We were talking on Straight Out of Vegas and on this podcast on how how is Philadelphia a three- or four-point road favorite at Boston. Yeah, it's really hard to believe to think the Philly at home was laying nine and on the road was laying three against Boston. Boston. Yeah, but I, you were picking them, if I remember right. Not, and no. I was, I was the one saying Boston. No, I wasn't picking. I said that those those spreads had gotten inflated. <laughs> you still have to wait. Ah, check the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> tape never lies. <laughs> uh, check the tape. I got to get a sign drop for that one, baby. <laughs> All right. Any closing thought? I mean, you had some good notes on on uh, all these teams. Give me one other kind of little bit buried point. The Lakers being the number, they're my number four team. I'm talking about the 76ers. The 76ers, you have everything. (laughs) Um, Mr. Fezzik, please give me just one more point on the 76ers. Let me tell you about the Lakers. <laughs> I mean, did that feel like the natural way to answer that? I have nothing else on the 76ers, RJ. I am sorry. Okay, here's one last All thing right. on the 76ers. Embiid, we got to see now if he starts playing on back-to-back nights. You never could be sure of that on the second night of back-to-back games. Ooh, with his injury history. Now, at the end of last year's regular season, how was he doing on back-to-backs? He was doing better. So he was playing them. But he, yes, but he's one of these guys that last year you never could tell. And uh, I think as far as betting, you got to, they have to turn that corner where you feel confident now he's going to be able to play the majority of the games, including the back-to-backs. So, Fez, when when it comes to NBA lineups, when are those released? Oh, not t- until an hour before the game starts. Okay, so with the Sixers and or other guys who, tend, and the Spurs have done this historically, tend to sit guys that you wouldn't expect to sit, do you identify teams and say, okay, these three teams, I'm not going to play till the lineup comes up. And like, how do you handle the uncertainty around this as a, as an executor of bets? Yeah. It's the dreaded game time decision. And if you really specialize on certain teams in certain situations, you start seeing, Hey, this guy just doesn't play usually in back to backs and you can take a lead. Okay. That's if you're having a bet before the hour before, why not just wait till an hour before? And see what the lineup is. Because once the news is announced, you've got a window of about five to ten seconds to get down. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, but if you're, but you're saying in cases where the line is accounting for the uncertainty, but I'm guessing there's cases the line doesn't account for uncertainty, but certain teams are prone to pull guys at the last minute that, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. Sometimes there's a tip off if the player is there during the shootout before the game. The shoot around. Uh, The shoot around. Yes. That can be a tip off. Sometimes even the coach announces. And where do you it get that information at? Is that the That's beat writer common. on Twitter? Well, Twitter and also uh, rotisserie fantasy sites oh, will have that okay. information. And that's a good macro tip: is who's playing. The fantasy guys care about even more than the batters, yes. or at least, or it's it's a bigger percentage of what they care about. So they spend a lot of energy on it 
finding Roto World, yes. Roto Wire. And it dovetails with the sports betting information. I happen to have him beat on my rotisserie basketball team, so I, I know that firsthand. And Steve will tell you how much important that the rotisserie will tie into sports betting with information such as that. And Roto World is my go-to spot. I don't know if you've they got all, they one. also What I like about them is... They give you the quote. They have their own network where they follow every beat writer, or whatever. When the news comes out, they will quote and attribute where, like, hey, this guy's questionable, but boy, it's looking like it's moving towards doubtful. And they'll quote the beat writer. So it's more than just the raw, here's the player, here's the questionable, doubtful, whatever the hierarchy is in each sport. They give you that or information reporting behind it exactly and they'll even give you some projections hey assume probably an extra 12 minutes for this backup player that's going to get more playing time so steven as a fantasy guru and i think that's fair to say is there any sites that aren't as well known that you think have good injury information roto world as steve mentioned that's that is the go-to site there may be some other sites, those they could be pay sites, but uh, so the answer is no, no, not, not that I know. Of. <laughs> it's so funny. If I would have been asked, I would have said nope. Roto World. Okay. <laughs> Let's try it again. We won't. We won't. Uh... Nope. Roto World. Ah, that was pretty good. <laughs> All right, team number four. Team number four. Who could this be? The Lakers. Uh-huh. I believe the Lakers a little bit overrated right now in the marketplace. Wait a minute. Let's back up to five. Actually, I do want to back up. To what is the market? Where is 76ers in the market? 76ers are valued the same as where I have them. Number five. Okay. Five. So five and five. And I saw upwards of 20 to one on the Sixers out there. Yes. Okay. Four's the Lakers. Where are they at in the market? The market has them number three, RJ. All right. So in your opinion, up. Or overrated one slot, the Lakers. Correct. Give me your think. Uh, I don't like what they've done after they've signed LeBron. I don't really like Rondo. I know he had a great playoffs with New Orleans. Let me ask you a serious question. I I quote this a lot, but I love the quote. A man who knows what he doesn't know knows a lot. little guy named Socrates said that. (laughs) My one thing I picked up in philosophy. (laughs) Do you believe you know more than Magic Johnson about free agents? I don't. Because one of the things you do really well, and sometimes I'm frustrated by it, but stick to it. I'll say, how much is that tight end worth? And it's like, you're the two-time Super Contest champ. You, you, go, you know, I'm not a player guy. Like You've got your style. And staying in your lane has been very successful. I think one of the things we pride ourselves on, look at Brad, one of the, in my opinion, and I think by any reasonable opinion, one of the most knowledgeable college football guys in the country. I read nine newspapers a day. But he doesn't talk much NFL. Now, he is quite good with his NFL picks. In fact, what, what was your NFL? You, you actually had a better record than the NFL. What was your NFL win? I think like 57. Yeah, I, nice I, I take but that in my on. college. Yeah, so here's the thing. <laughs> but here's the thing. One, there's randomness every year. Yep. But two is you Spot play, you, your volume's a lot lower, and you leverage what you know best, which are some players and matchups that you carry over from your deep college knowledge. What, oh, that kind of wraps. One of the, that's pretty good. The, the man, couldn't we see like a kind of a, a little production with Brad Powers? He's got the college knowledge or something, you know? Maybe a girl <laughs> could do it. Or it could be kind of like uh, Scott, um, the guy from CBS. I always forget his name. Pharrell. 
We could have Pharrell. I know Scotty a little bit. We, we could have Pharrell go, coming up next, we got Brad Powers, the man with the college knowledge. Wow. Would you want that from Pharrell? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, knowing him will probably charge me a hundred bucks. You, you, you're going to pay the hundred? Yeah, I'll pay, th- well, 50 because you owe me 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, this would be a way for you to get yes. your payout, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty good, though. That was a pretty good Pharrell, actually. He's, if you've never listened to him, he is a unique broadcaster. He's on nights on CBS National. Nice, uh, interesting. He worked with Howard Stern. It was funny. I actually last March Madness, I had dinner with him, and we just a couple times we've sat down, and I was just listening to Howard killing him back in like 2008. Now this was maybe two years ago. We had dinner this time, and Pharrell was like. Uh, he was on in the mornings. He was very successful at the time and he still is. But, but Howard's, you know, Babe Ruth, this guy was like, you know, the not Babe Ruth. Let's just say that. And he goes, Howard, I know you were always watching us in the ratings. You know, he's working for Howard now over at series at the time, contemporaneously when this segment was on, I was listening to it on YouTube and he's like, Scott, I'm serious. I've, I had never heard of you. He goes until, a week before we hired you and we were looking for a sports guy and I got three tapes. I heard yours. I loved it. I hired you. We're paying you. Be happy. He goes, come on, Howard, you, you must've liked me. Come on. You must've known about me. I knew you were feeling our breath on the back of our necks. He's like, I didn't know you exist. <laughs> and it was like for like 12 minutes, he's just crushed. And I don't know what the truth is, but I had just listened to that just randomly um, a week or two before, I didn't even know I was having dinner with Scott and I was, I was telling him about it. He's like, Oh, I don't believe how he, he, he went right back into the same argument he was having on air <laughs> 10 years before or whatever it was. But, uh, he's, he stood the test of time. That's for sure. Okay. So, <laughs> so Brad is now the guy with the college knowledge. We know that much, but he's very select selective in the, in the NFL and you're selective about players. You don't act like you know players. So what the F do you know about Rondo? I know that the, the Magic and LeBron don't. The analytics guys dislike strongly Rondo. And I read their analysis. And no, they... hold the phone. What's it relative to? Meaning if the question is, do you want Rondo or do you want point guard X? And if you knew the other point guard, the Lakers could sign for the same money, then it's Apples to apples, except it's more complex than that because each player plays differently. Like that's what these super advanced analytics that aren't available for the nine ninety five a month on these sites, where they're watching every player and they say this guy at the t- top of the key. I think Synergy Sports is one of the ones that does it in the NBA, where they're tracking guys and putting them in the database and like where what quadrant or even what you know, even more than a quadrant on the floor and. Simmons just last week was talking about, I think it was um, one of his two young guys. I don't, I can't remember if it was Brown or not, but it was like, I kept wondering why won't they put him at the top of the key with the ball? Like Simmons thought that was a good thing for, for this player. And I, I think it was Brown and it ends up, he was only scoring point. He asked this, I think it was synergy guys, show me those stats. And they showed like, okay, boom, there's 260 plays that he was in that position and the Celtics averaged 0.8 points per possession, which was low. Now, none of this crap that's available, not crap, but none of this stuff available at retail 
even touches that. So do you really think the Magic and LeBron, and again, we could say, well, look what LeBron did in Cleveland, right? So now the question is, does he have as much pool with Magic? Because obviously he was looking to get his clutch guys or whatever, you know, with the agency and all the way the money's flowing. He was getting his guys paid in Cleveland. Obviously he had disdain for Gilbert. The idea he could win a title, become the king of Cleveland, and make Gilbert pay a bunch of luxury tax to his friends. There had to be a perverse love of that, right? Do you think he's coming in L.A. trying to sabotage the Lakers? Or Rondo's not his buddy. So, I mean... Stevenson's not his buddy. Is, but is Rondo... Well, yeah, it's true. Is Rondo with Clutch, that Clutch agency or not? I don't think can, so. Can you look that yep. up as we're chatting? I think you bring up a great point, RJ, that there are analytics that the Lakers have access to that I have no idea about. Frankly, this is a mystery to me because... Because that's my point. You got your opinion, but I think it's important to say as a fan... And a guy with a you know fairly knowledgeable NBA opinion, but as a batter, you sit at any table. Any table about batting that doesn't include you is not a full table, in my opinion. I, I say that sincerely. As a guy critiquing Rondo, you're the guy bringing the water to the table. Uh, there's there's one thing we know about Rondo: he cannot shoot. Now, is that you know you can talk magic all you want, but how sharp is magic to surround LeBron with a bunch of non-shooters? And the Rondo, Ball, Stevenson, LeBron has had his biggest success when he's been surrounded by shooters. He's not surrounded by shooters here. Now, how many guys are going to be? Do you think where do you if we redrafted last year's draft and you were picking for every team, where's Lonzo go? Lonzo's. Uh, I just asked a simple question. Top five. Okay. So there hasn't been some great reevaluation of him, right? He went second. You're saying top five. Yes. And you knew he couldn't shoot before. Right. But you, you surround him. You know, Lonzo brings certain things to the table. What they need now, their, their whole team structure is different with LeBron. You need him. You need shooters with him. So going out and getting Rondo, Rondo's a smart IQ basketball guy. So what but, do you uh, think is going on? Do you think there, because here's the thing, guy, this is the advice I'll give to everybody. It doesn't mean you're wrong if you think an expert is wrong. Meaning it's easy for me to say, oh, the nitty professor thinks he knows more than Magic Johnson. And there's probably a lot of merit to that, dumb guy voice or not. Meaning that that is a tough hill to climb. But... If you think, you know you don't know more basketball than Magic. No, of course not. So there has to be a reason Magic did this. So it's either something that's legitimate you don't understand, as in the way they play together or whatever, or it's there's some conspiracy. There's some money involved that someone's getting paid. We don't know. I think there's usually, if you disagree with an expert and you're not an expert, it's either you don't understand something they do, or you, there's some other factor that's not being considered. So did you get, did you find He is it? not a part of clutch. Okay. And is, is Stevenson? No. So why are, there's got to be something here. Maybe he got Stevenson so uh, Stevenson wouldn't have to defend LeBron. LeBron wouldn't have to go against Stevenson. Well, but if LeBron, if that's the one guy LeBron doesn't want to defend that's him, true. seems like yes. a good player. Yes, that's he, he hates Stevenson because Stevenson gets right in his face and he psychs him out. And maybe he could imagine Stevenson doing that to someone on Golden State. Well, another thing, RJ, uh, a side thing here. These aren't. These are bad actors, you know, Stevenson, uh, Rondo, they bring baggage, you know. Which is uh, the old Patriots, right, is Randy Moss. If you can bring a guy in on a one-year deal 
and let him. And, and again, that's why I was surprised when the reporting came out that Lakers could have had Cousins for pretty much the contract that Golden State gave. You think a guy playing for his next contract, he's got LeBron. If any, if if Daddy's in the locker room, both physically, I don't know who can win fights because some people know jujitsu and some don't. But if it was just straight, no one knows anything. It's physicality. It's kind of funny to say because LeBron is so you know well known. Are is LeBron one of the ten guys you wouldn't want to fight in the NBA? Just you know hand eye coordination and size and strength. Absolutely. Yeah, I would say that's fair. So daddy's in the locker room here. He's the soon to be billionaire that magic gave, you know, if it, I guess part of the, the, the deal was, Hey, we want your thoughts on all player. We, we, you don't decide, but we want your thoughts. You think Steve, you think if LeBron says, Hey, Stevenson, his time is done here. You think magic's going to say, Oh no, we got it. So this is almost like he can cut you. If you're Stevenson or Rondo, it feels like the one time you can get them at a discount. And if they don't work out, it doesn't cost you very much. If they work out, you got a great deal. I think it'd be stupid for the Lakers not to take a couple. Now, if they were paying them 20 million, 20 million a year, you can't roll the dice. But if you're giving these guys low contracts and you can, and if, if either Stevenson or Rondo, 50% of them, one of them plays up to their potential, their 2018 potential, meaning not some fantasy of Rondo eight years ago, then both of them were worth it. Yep. Agree or disagree? Agree. I'll agree. Okay, agree. So the only question is, are, are they going to be be influential enough to cause a cancer effect? And I don't. I think LeBron's going to, and Magic are so strong personalities. You know, in in a weird way, you can see with Lon, it feels like Lonzo's and, and Lavar is kind of shaping up a little bit. Right, the the story now is they put out this thing about his knee, so they wouldn't get traded. Now, if they're doing that not to get traded, what else are they going to do not to get traded? Because I can promise you, this is going to be the brightest lights in the history of the NBA. We can talk about '92 in the Dream Team and call that NBA or not, or we can talk about Michael when he came back. The amount of media out there today—I don't know—is it five X? The amount of serious outlets with cameras and. And, it's yep. world. It's worldwide with the NBA. It, and it's grown even more internationally. Good point. This is the if the if the amount of attention an NBA team gets is let's say we measure it by heat. The Lakers this year will be the hottest team. This is the center of the sun in the history of the NBA. Agree. You don't think LeVar Ball and his wants to be there with, with his boy there? I think that is what governs their action. You think Rondo went sent to Minnesota? He's in the center of it. And if you can't even act right when you're in the center of it, hey, we took your shot. Bye-bye. But let's double back and finish this part of it. How do you balance this? Obviously, I'm here to help with saying, oh, Nelly, do you really know about Rondo? In general, and this is something we got to work on because when I ask you the questions, you want to give me something, but we also want to totally embrace when you say, you know, I don't know this because this isn't my specialty. Does this feel like something that you're reaching for some reasoning here because you don't want to just kind of, you know, say, I don't know how good these signings are? I don't think I'm reaching. I, I agree. I'm not sure how good the signings are, but I do agree with what Steven said for LeBron to be the most effective 
historically. So magic, surrounds- magic doesn't know this. Magic knows this. So why is he doing this? I think he's part of the reason he's doing this is LeBron also prefers veterans. And so there's no, it seems like the guys that can shoot outside that are veterans, those are the easy guys to find. These are two veterans that actually, especially with Stevenson, that play defense. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would have loved to have had a JJ Reddick type bombing. Well, JJ Reddick's like 22 million a year. He's he's a poor man's JJ Reddick. It's not coming to mind who Uh, we can get. And are we sure they're not going to get any of those? That. That may be coming, RJ. That might be part it of the It feels like these plan. big names were the ones you you get first. You let things fall out, understanding that for the same money, if team if people are deciding where to go, and they're going to have to sign a veteran men or something, it's going to be Golden State or Lakers, one or two. Could well be. I mean, Ray Allen uh, took a, a significant pay cut to play with LeBron down in Miami. There's your sharpshooter, big name, discount. Talk about a sharpshooter. What's Ray he, Allen doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I bet he could still hit. Uh, I would put his over under 33s, 22 and a half. A great shooter. He's, he's written a book, so I hear him occasionally. Uh, is his book on shooting or basketball? Basketball. I'd like to, when I was a kid, I, I, baseball was my favorite sport to play when I was like 10. And there was a guy, a lot of people might remember, Charlie Lau. His name was, you remember? Yeah, the famous hitting coach. He was a hitting coach. And, and I would always release. The big thing was that once you get like three-fourths through your swing, you release the one hand. George Brett used to do that, and then it frees your swing up, right? Well, I'm a kid, and I'm wide. I'm saying this looks cool, but I'm always releasing my hand too early. And my, my little league coach is like, keep your hands on the bat. And it's like, well, you know, there's this guy who wrote this book. It's like, we don't read no books around here. Keep your hand. We play old school. <laughs> RJ, I, I may jump into the belly of the beast here, but I have to challenge Uh-oh. you on this. Uh, just because Magic Johnson's a Hall of Famer doesn't mean he's a Hall of Fame GM. A lot of these Great players, they don't work out as front office people. I give you Michael Jordan. What has he done with the Hornets? Have they ever been decent? Have they ever had great talent when Michael Jordan's been running them? I think the book, the jury's out on Magic Johnson, just you know, how all, sharp he is. First of all, once he signed LeBron, I'm going to say two things that means the book is written. Nothing he could do other than some crazy extreme thing we can't even speculate on, which... In no way do I think, when I say speculate, Sonny, we can't even project. Speculate implies that there's some logic to it. There is none, right? In any reasonable circumstance, the book will be written in one of two ways. And this is the worst. Is Magic did what Magic did best, and he let the other guy, what's it, Palenka? Is that the, what's, what's the, the guy who's the... Palenka. Palenka, okay. Is he's really effectively the GM. They've made this two jobs, as far as I can see, one and it actually makes sense. Is should Magic be in freaking Portugal? What you know in 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 you know whatever whenever he'd be over there March? No, Magic should be home resting, get brushing his teeth so he can smile at the next free agent. I don't mean that in any way that Magic doesn't bring amazing craft to the table, but he's he's a persona. He's a legend. Agree. He is yes. he is Magic. Johnson. No disagreement said, there, but LeBron didn't. He went there because of the market, because of L.A. But but what I'm saying is, if the, the here's where the book's going to be written. There's only two things that could be bad. One is if he never signed LeBron, which he did. So no matter what, they got three years with him and likely four, and who knows if not more. That's a coup for him. That, yes. That's more. It's the biggest coup in the history of the NBA. It's one of the ten biggest coups. 
Even if you count LeBron 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0, or 3 of the 10. Getting Shaq. I mean, where else, when else did players move that really, you know, trained for Kareem back in the day? The Lakers did. I mean, I'd say it would it's be a bigger it, coup if he did it with a small market. He's, it doesn't he's got matter. LA. It does matter. It's L.A. That's why LeBron and these guys go, because it's L.A. But it's not Milwaukee. It's not Detroit. It's not all these. I'm not uh, saying that, that that it wouldn't have been harder there. I'm saying 29 teams were going to be disappointed and not get LeBron. One got him, and Magic got him. Well, 25 wouldn't be disappointed because they know they'd have no shot at getting him. Fair, but, but Cleveland was one of the teams that had a shot? Yes. Well, yes. The second time? Yeah. Well, I mean, things matter. Either, hey, listen, if the kid doesn't grow up there or if the if the team doesn't draft him or you don't have anything about your team special, it's on you. I mean, to some degree, are we really I mean, are you a socialist? I mean, seriously, it, it, this is a tough question. <laughs> I know you lived in Europe. Well, I, I, you know, if you're going to ask me about health care, yes, then I'm a socialist. So, But, but uh, what I'm saying is a pure socialist is the idea that. Is the idea? You know, I'm talking about the pure old USSR kind of. All the money goes in a pot, and and the no. government takes their nice no, cut, and then no. everyone's in bread lines. No, of course not. <laughs> Certainly, he can present a bill for such services. After all, we are not communists. <laughs> we are not communists here, Stephen. By the way, so why don't we look at? Minnesota and say, you know, Minnesota, whatever the F excuse you want to give us, you haven't built something that anyone wants to play there. Yeah, the weather hurts you. What's the weather in Boston? Is the weather that much worse in Boston? But the the, the Celtics built something and then they built it again. Right? Because it was a lot between, you know, Larry Bird's not walking through that door between that time and what Ainge and let's give Ainge credit. Yeah, you could say, well, they had the pet, you know, they had the, uh, you know, the history. Yeah, what the history from twenty years ago? These teams and look at OKC and you look at the Paul George signing and you got to say Sam Presti came in there and he built something. And you might say, oh, they got all those high draft choices. Yeah, and they picked three MVPs. Now, the fact is somehow they wouldn't pay like an eight, eight extra million for Harden one more year of them. But now they're paying the biggest luxury tax in history. That's <laughs> kind of crazy. But right now, OKC was able to sign Paul George. So why why don't we blame Minnesota? Instead of you always empathizing with the little guy, maybe we should blame the little guy sometimes for staying little. Right or wrong? Well, I, I don't know how they can they can rise. You know, how, did OKC, how did OKC rise? High draft point, high draft. And pick. Minnesota they got hasn't had high draft picks. They've risen to the point of getting in the playoffs finally. All right, so quit crying. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously. I knew I went into the belly of the beast here. I, knew I mean, it. it's like we're about merit here, baby. Yeah. And magic is about. I mean, listen. I said this on radio, and I don't get political. And there's no and there's no politics to this at all. But I'll tell you this. Anyone old enough, and Stephen, Lord, we know you are, yeah. to remember when Magic was diagnosed at the time. And Brad, you, how old were you in what, 92? Was it? You were eight. So November of 91 is when he came out. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Is at the time it was tantamount to a death sentence. It was on the news, you heard it. It was like Magic will be dead soon, is what everyone thought. Now, we can all debate. 
how it happened. Meaning, was it all money? Was it him being magic and his fame allowed him to get into a certain? I don't even know. I would love to read it. Actually, I don't know if it's out there. Hey, if anyone's really read but the regimen or how he went about the medical side of what he's done, especially those first five, six, seven, eight years, because obviously, and, and thank, you know, thank God with the advances in medicine where the lifespan for even average Americans that get HIV is extended and all that. And, but at the time it was a death sentence and think about it. It's one thing to be the kid in the inner city that everyone's fawning over when you're 15 because you're a great basketball player. And then it's one thing to win a national title as the best player on your college team. And that gives you even more confidence. And it's another thing to win five, you know, nine NBA finals to be in and win five of them. Okay. But then to get a death sentence and to beat that, I get it. We're, we're connecting sports with life and death. And maybe this is, you know, I should tread carefully. I just think how could magic look at anything and not feel like I'm the one guy. If there's one guy in this world that can pull it off, it's me. And he, that energy is contained. He had it in his bones and he proved it. If I would have told you in 91, Steven, that magic's going to be alive in 2018. I go, he's magic. If I would have said he's magic, man, it's not going to take him down. You would have thought I was nuts. I would have thought you're very naive. Yes. No, I remember when that story broke, it was on the most shocking sports story maybe of all time, certainly in the top five. It was absolutely shocking. And it was only that the case because it was a death. If it was going to be, he's going to like, if if someone got announced with hep C now, and I'm not saying hep C and and HIV are are similar, but hep C is a bad disease that, that you don't necessarily die from immediately. You could say the same thing about HIV today. Now, whatever the differences is, I'm not trying to talk to that, but if someone got announced with hep C today, it'd be a half a day story or whatever, right? This was a death sentence yeah. based on what we knew. And the guy beat it. So to and whatever ego he has, that has to feed, like, what would you be scared of? Right. If you're magic Johnson, nothing. <laughs> and you don't think that's contagious. You think that's just LA? Well, he, no, he's always had a contagious personality and infectious I, I know. personality. You no, know, that is a big plus for him. I don't need, mean to denigrate him. I'm just oh, no, no, questioning, no. you know, maybe how good were, of a GM he is. I think he's a fantastic person. He's done a lot of things. And on I don't think you were denigrating yeah. him at all. And as far as being a, a all time great, sure, he's top 10. Maybe the you know, greatest point guard ever you can make. Maybe. Who's in the conversation? Well, Oscar Robertson. Oh, how effing old are you, as Ari Gold would say? <laughs> I, I remember seeing the big old. So <laughs> the <long>. big O. <laughs> I'm Magic Johnson. You know how many finals I've been in? <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> he goes, no, fr- you know how many finals I've been in? And it just lies. It's magic, man. <laughs> All right. So let's agree we probably don't know. What do you think, Fez? I agree. And I set an over-under number on their season wins, and there's a lot of uncertainty here, RJ. I made it 52 wins for the Lakers. My number. Now, have you seen any other numbers out there? No numbers out there. I thought someone told me they saw 56. Has anyone else seen a number? I'm just going by. I think I actually heard Colin say it. I'd love to go under 56. Really? Well, I do agree they're going to be playing for the playoffs. Right, we talked about that's kind of a new thing. I think they're playing for the playoffs. 
it's usually a stage in the NBA. You usually just don't jump into the playoffs your first year and win it all. You usually have to pay some dues. And also, they don't have a lot of height. If Brooke Lopez would were to get hurt, which he usually does every year, they would have no height. And there's still signings to go. I mean, obviously, they got a big max, Wayne, right? So if it's and, – and let's ask this is the last Lakers question. If they sign Kawhi Leonard – Understanding that means they, you know, they're not going to have much flex elsewhere. Is that a big up? I mean, obviously, as a player, he's elite. Do you upgrade the Lakers themselves significantly? Absolutely. All right. Even if it comes at the expense of three or four of these, you know, $8 million a year guys. It's fine. Kawhi's worth four and a half points by himself. So, how many is that? What, the fourth or fifth most valuable player in the NBA? Yeah, right there. All right. Pregame.com talking to Steve Fazek. He's known in all five boroughs. Team number three. Team number three, I have as the Boston Celtics, the marketplace has them as the second best team. Here's why I have the the Celtics slightly lower. Obviously, Gordon Hayward comes back. Kyrie Irving back for the year. I'm hearing talk. He's out the door to the Knicks. So is that good or bad? In a weird way, it could be. Hey, let's put it together for one year or also, hey, we're trying to build something here and you're a short timer. My concerns are that Irving, the sum of the parts doesn't necessarily net out because look at how good those young players on that team, Rogier, Brown and Tatum all played when they could, they shared the basketball it was beautiful basketball. Are there enough basketballs for Irving to make this team substantially better? Maybe not. And he seems like the one player that would not have a lot to lose showing his displeasure. Meaning, if you're in it for the long haul with Boston, with their great coach, you're not, you would rather have X shots, you're only getting 0.7 X. Maybe you bite the bullet saying you've got years of success ahead, camaraderie. If this guy's a lone wolf, he's already heading. I mean, Colin was killing him yeah, with taping on a Thursday. You heard that. And I think, one, let's wait till he does it before you kill yeah. him that bad. <laughs> but, and I think he has every right to do it. But if you leave LeBron, if you leave the best player in the NBA and you leave the best coach in the NBA to go to the Knicks, <laughs> I don't know where your priorities are, in my, at least based on my worldview. So, and it feels like that, that this team sacrifice building that the Boston's doing in general, I think it'd be a net negative. It feels like, yeah, it feels net negative. Meaning let's say this, if, if, he signed an extension tomorrow. If Kyrie signed an extension tomorrow, would you upgrade Boston this year? Only by minimal amount. So whatever the difference, because that would lock in his commitment. And you're saying locking in that commitment really doesn't matter. Still have the, the problems I discussed. Yes. Anyone disagree? No. Okay. All right. So I didn't plan this question. The Westgate has a prop. Will the Lakers win a title in the next four seasons? And they actually have the yes at plus 200. I think most people at first glance are thinking, man, that's not a, that's not a great, you know, or, or that plus 200 is I like to bet that meaning they seem to be under representing Lakers chances over four seasons. So Fez, let's go around the horn. We'll start with Mackie. Is 
If you were forced to bet that, would you lay two? Uh, will the Lakers win a title? Now, remember, fourth year is an option for LeBron, so he could be gone. Three years, you would think, is rock solid, though who knows? And I guess he could force a trade or whatever. So there's uncertainty there. Yes or no, Lakers win a title. You can either have plus 200 in those four years, plus 200 on the yes or minus 250 on the no. I'm taking the yes. Fez. Taking the yes. Like that bet. Yes. Like that bet. I'll make it unanimous. Yes, because if they get that close and the window starts closing on LeBron's third or fourth year, they're going to load up and go all out for it. Yeah, well, I think they're going to keep loading up every year the best they can. I think you're going to see a lot of movement. I think that you see a ton of flex with LeBron magic in LA is it's so attractive. And I said this in straight out of Vegas and every, you know, Cofield, the, the square chair, as we call him was bucking me, but it felt, it felt like it was a little futile to be honest is my point is this. I think the Lakers can sign someone so good. Let's use uh Kawhi as an example that even if they drop off 10%, they're tradable as a max deal. So let's use Chris Paul would have been the perfect example. I think if they would have signed Chris Paul to a four-year deal, there's only two no non-trade clauses in the NBA. So that's not standard even for a max or super max, whatever. I think Chris Paul the next two years, and I'm guessing based on the way he's been dropping off, is worth a max. And then in year three, here's the question. Would Milwaukee want two more years of Chris Paul at a max? It doesn't even matter if Milwaukee wants him. Will any of the other 29 teams, a single one, Brad, I keep telling you this about marriage. This is important. You don't need 51% of the girls that want to marry you. You need one. Not 1%, one. <laughs> so be yourself. Don't put on airs. Be the Brad that we've come to uh, appreciate. And you'll probably be better off. Only one team would need to have want to take Chris Paul away in year three or four. So all these guys that want their max deals that are a little bit older, I bet one. I bet you see from the Lakers, they sign them, they have a year or two of them, and then they still are tradable at eighty five percent of what they were in year one. Because all these other teams, just for the draw of it, yep. all these teams can't get anyone in there. Look at to some degree the look what the Pistons gave up. To get a draw. And I mean, you look at that contract now, it looks, it looks atrocious. Imagine the Lakers say you can have them for a second round pay. So you're not really, you're really just taking the contract. And now the Lakers sign the next young buck that wants a four year deal. And if they drop off after year two, you trade them. And if not, you keep them. It feels like the Lakers have more flex than any team I've ever seen. If they use it right. What do you think, Faz? You're kind of giving a quizzical look. No, I think you're right. I, I've spoken about this before, how just the mere fact, hey, you know how it's hard to get a job sometimes, RJ? But if the Lakers hired you, there must be something good about you. And I think immediately your stock rises, becomes easier to get a job in, say, Orlando or somewhere else where they're looking for a marquee name. Yeah, if they're missing that final piece, you're going to get double teamed by Magic and LeBron now. That's but but hold be- on a second. When you said you've been speaking on this before, you you didn't, you weren't making the, the point that I was making. No, I wasn't. We're talking about the one and only R.J. Bell. I mean, let's make sure we get that. Don't just jump in and say, I've been talking about this. He's the one. He's the only R.J. Bell. And I've got to remind myself going forward to give full credit to R.J. when I take your prudent pieces of information. He's R.J. Bell, pregame.com. Got it? Got it. (laughs) 
I don't. I need one more. <laughs> well, who do you? Uh, okay. Let's stay with free. Freegame.com. I love that. All right. A little PTI for you? Yeah, that's all right. One more. <laughs> RJ Bell joining us from Las Vegas. All right, Bobbly. I like that. That was a little swerve. I like that. <laughs> all right. One more. Talking about the great one, RJ Bell. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I bet there's less people that want to hear another one than on the toilet. <laughs> Whatever the percentage. <laughs> All right, next team. As the podcast progresses. Oh, wait, actually, one more thing, because I put this out on Twitter, and this was fascinating. It's a different question. Will LeBron win a title over under a half? Now, I said I think yes should be any time his career, not next four years. I think yes should be a small favorite. Well, I had over 5,000 votes. Let me get the update here. 5,200, as we're speaking here on Thursday night, 53% says yes, LeBron will win a title. 47% say no. Now, I said in my tweet that I think yes should be a small favorite. You got to wonder if, you know, one or 2% of people were swayed by that. It feels like the world's saying it's pretty much 50-50. You know, that's in the books that talk about how when you have multiple choice and over-under, the people will answer based upon the over-under you set close to that over-under so you can steer them towards that number. Once again, it is R.J. Bell. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't help it. All right, so let's go around around the horn. Yes, no, for his career, even money bat. Start with you, Stephen. Yes. Yes. Yes, 55% chance. Yep. Mackie says, yep. So this scares me because we're on the square side, meaning if there's some 15-year-old kid in Cleveland or L.A., what's he going to say? Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny that Westgate's putting out a plus 200 when four pros in here, and and I agree, I'd be the fifth, are saying yes. So to me, I wonder what the limits are there because it feels like something they want. They're going to keep up for a day or two, have like two. And again, maybe if correct me if I'm wrong, you got it on the app. What's the limits on that, Fez? The app limit is lower than in person. What's the app limit? Probably only 300. I wonder what it is in person because this could be something they figure, hey, we're going to get, we're going to get to keep, first of all, they get to keep the money. Now, are they going to pay? I wonder what the prep, are they going to pay? After the first title, no matter what, or do they keep it the whole four years? I'm pretty confident they'll pay after the first title. All right, because I've seen different bets. Like, over-under wins, that ha- if a team wins their ninth game, they don't pay you. That's because there's a caveat. Team must play yeah. in all 17 games for there to be action, like a rainout. So maybe they're going to be a caveat. The Lakers must play all four seasons. <laughs> and then, hey, who knows? There might be an apocalypse. They hold your money for four <laughs> Never, years. You know, be careful the dastardly bookies. Bookies are bad. That's what I keep saying. All right. Boston, let's see. Oh, that's why I was going to ask you this question. If I said in the fourth year of LeBron's contract, so not next year, not next year, not next year, but the fourth year from now, you can now have any team in the NBA to win the title. You got to pick them now. And once, and if you're right, I give you $10,000. Free roll. Who do you take? Boston. Brad? Boston. Boston. Maggie wants to be different. He says, go, go and state. Ooh. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Who's second for you, Faz? Maybe the Rockets. Lakers. Rockets. 
Hey, Philadelphia. Ho, 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 ho. That's a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Belay that Hold order, on. Captain. Belay that order. <laughs> now you know we don't edit. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I was, that was a fun thing I was making the rounds is what's Houston's win total four years from today eight, eight, with Chris Paul's contract? I think it's like 38. And I thought 44 and more. I thought about it. I have a number too high. Although I like the Rockets' chances, relatively speaking, this coming year, yeah. it's going to go and get torpedoed. All right. So who? I mean, Sixers are a conversation. Yeah, Lakers are a conversation. I would take the Lakers. Now, interesting question. One more time. Four years from today, you can have the Lakers or Golden State on a free roll to win the title. Who do you take? Stevens thinking? Lakers. Lakers. Fez? I'm really not sure. It's, it's a dead, close call. It's close. If I knew LeBron was going to stay, I would certainly take the Lakers. Would, but there is that uncertainty. Wouldn't it be funny if he was playing for Golden State in four years? <laughs> well, that's an interesting <laughs> point. But Mackie says, you got a lot of faith. I mean, is that just because you trust Kerr? I mean, because obviously it's going to be a very different team in four years. I trust Kerr. I trust the culture they've built there where it seems that it's not only attracting the good players they have to stay, but additional good players to want to come and join. But, you know, Mackie isn't Durant. You know, I don't see him playing in four years. He's already talking retirement. Oh, he's talking to get attention. He wants two days on the big lead or whatever. I mean, (laughs) that wouldn't make it. But they do say he has a lot of interest off the court. Like a big thing he likes about Golden State is Silicon Valley and the business. And he's done multiple long podcasts with Simmons that, you know, you at least get a flavor for them. You know, a lot of times it's hard to know these superstars, who they really are. But if you do like six out or I think they did like four hours of podcast over three episodes, you're going to get a flavor of the guy over that time. Like a lot of people are like, well, we know RJ. He can be an asshole. So like, yes, it's true. I'm a little harsh. I can't hide it. No, it's just for the sake of truth, <laughs> though. It's always for truth. That's what I tell the wife. <laughs> but I'm nicest to her, though. So, rightfully so. Last question. LeBron's 33, turns 34 in December. So, let's say the start of the 19th season, probably not the way to say it because the start of the season's after or before 19. But the champ, LeBron will be 33 at some point during the 19 champion season, this upcoming season. So that means if you do the math, he's going to be 39, seven seasons from today, 39 turning 40, over under seven and a half seasons of LeBron playing, meaning does he start the season when he's 40? He'll turn 40 the seventh year, 2025. Does LeBron play over seven and a half years? Does he play that eighth year that starts when he's 40? Yes or no? No. And would you lay my? I mean, what? Give me the odds. Is it sixty four? Is it close call? Or? It's it's fairly close. Right. I'd say sixty forty. No. Yeah, I'm like fifty five percent yes. Fifty five percent yes. It goes back to what you said, RJ, before about LeBron and the, the cryogenic stuff and nah. how he takes care of himself. I think that it's going to preserve his lifetime and his lifetime and the as a player. Yeah, and also, but probably the other way too is. Also, I think he's probably a big under. I mean, listen, if we're thinking he's around break even to win one more title, the odds of him winning three more and tying Mike was a big long shot. So what's the narrative? Winning in a third place? Yeah, we talked about that. But also the numbers. If LeBron puts up 
another seven or eight years. And obviously he's going to drop off some. He'll be, what, the leading scorer of all time? Yep. I mean, he, he will have unmatched stats. And obviously he'll make. And here's the thing everyone I think is missing about this four-year deal with the three-year opt-out. We said it last week. He opts out. So he's 33 now. He can opt out when he's 36. Right? Three years. Can he get a five-year deal max? Mm. My thought was he opts out the last year that he thinks he can get a max deal. And then if you think about the what's the max guy's going to be getting seven, eight years out, 40 million, 40 plus. So he can sign another, make another $200 million contract starting when he's 36. And yeah, maybe he is the 24th best player in the league when he's 40. Or maybe the 44th best. I mean, here will, will LeBron James in his 40th year be better than Kevin Love was this year? Probably. <laughs> right? So he figures someone's going to pay, give me a five. And, and probably the Lakers will because it would be the same mentality as Kobe. Yeah, the last two years probably we're, we're going to rebuild, but we still got LeBron to pack staples. Get a couple of good draft picks and do it again. Get the next LeBron. Yeah, they're thinking this through. You're listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Now back to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. 3M.com, I'm R.J. Bell. We got Stephen Dover, Brad Powers, Steve Fezzik, Mackie in the Shadows, Brad, you came up with one point in prep that I thought about LeBron's family that was like, wow, it makes me think, yes, he'll play till he's 40. Well, yeah, LeBron growing up, one of his heroes was Ken Griffey Jr. And he mentioned several times how cool it was that moment that everyone remembers when Ken Griffey Jr. plays with his dad. And there's been several articles written about LeBron's son, Bronny, who's entering the eighth grade, about his chances of playing with his dad, LeBron, in the NBA. So just doing simple math, eighth grade, one year, four years of high school, let's say two years of college ball, that's seven years. RJ's, uh, obviously, the, the prop there was seven and a half. That kind of puts you right in that window. Yeah, that's interesting. Now, Bronny is good. I mean, there's just a viral, I mean, he almost was dunking in a game at 13. I mean, he is legit. Just so we don't see videos of him playing against chairs, you know, backing, them, oh, backing down chairs. No. It's just so funny to think if you got LeBron, let's say a guy that it's the physicality. I mean, obviously LeBron has other things, but LeBron's one of the 10 physical specimens in the history of the NBA. And even if obviously one of the two or three, if you want to look at it objectively, but if you say Wilt back in the day relative to the competition, I say even then LeBron's one of the top 10, you would think, okay, he marries a girl who, you know, a call, you think of Andre Agassi and, you know, Steffi Graf's always the example. Like, it feels like it's a sure thing that that kid's going to be a, you know, a top tennis player. But I would, I don't even know how, that kid's got to be fairly old. I wonder if they, if the kid, do they have, I don't even know, do they have multiple kids? Look it up if you don't mind, yep. Brett. But I would lay like a hundred to one that not, no single kid from any two parents is ever going to be a top 10 player in the sport the parents play, or let's say the pro, the dominant parent played. Now, in this case, they both played tennis, right? But LeBron, 
Will LeBron's kid ever be a top 10 basketball player? Meaning in his era at the time, would we ever make a ranking that says that LeBron Jr. or or James Jr. or whatever is one of the top 10 players in 2027? I would always lay jumbo odds. Never. So it shows you genes matter. But think about all the what like what people get on George W. Bush. And I think in a lot of ways, rightfully so. Oh, he only became president because his dad was president. When the history of the country, there's been two sons that became president. So there's been a lot of sons and all these presidents. So that's an accomplishment. Doesn't take, doesn't make anything else right or wrong, but it's too easy to talk about people. Oh, that was like, like Lena Dunham, right? I used to watch girls. I liked that show is, oh, well, her, her parents were in New York and one was like an art artist, like a painter, and the other one was in the art scene. So that made it. Yeah, HBO's giving shows out because up in in, wet, in Greenwich Village, there's you know, there's 38 people that know her mom. I mean, come on! <laughs> but it's so easy to sit on the couch and and, and act like other people's success isn't about. It's either genes or it's uh, nepotism or cronyism. I think it's a lot of times things you can't even comprehend. Like, I don't, we don't even know. There's no science to understand what, what two brothers, you know, or brother, sister, whatever, are as close genetically as anyone can be. Literally, I mean, I guess uh, Siamese twins are closer, but let's say generally, right? And they have the same parents by definition, so usually the same opportunities. And you'll see one that's a heck of a success and one that isn't. What is that? Right. And obviously this is, there's been a thousand books written about this, but sports feels so pure that it could, you know, almost like breathe, you know, with horses, let's get secretariat with, and it's like, I don't care who you are as a human. I just don't think it works that way. And for for every Henry Aaron, there's a Tommy Aaron (laughs) (laughs) or Billy Carter. Right. Well, I guess that's a brother for Jimmy. Uh, Oh, children are 17 and 15. Not pushing them towards uh, tennis. We're talking about Andre Agassi. Yeah, and Steph yeah, Graff. yeah. They were. I, I did. I'm sorry. I hate to say. So this. Seven, they live in Summerlin. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, the Agassi has one of the most, best charter schools in town. He's given a lot back to Vegas, and Vegas, you know, in general, I think Vegas people really like Agassi. Um, now, in general, when you're approaching a girl, and a mm. is the girl or the boy seventeen? Uh, I'm asking. You just looked. Oh, the, the the sun is. Oh, yeah, I was oh hold confused. on a second. That was interesting. Was like, that was interesting. I was like, what the hell are you asking me? <laughs> the sun is seventeen. The girl is fifteen. All right. So, like in a couple of years, you might not have any idea and approach him at like at the food court at the Red Rock. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, that kind of stuff can happen. I remember I was. Uh, <laughs> what kind of stuff? I, I was taking a, a flight to Germany, and they made this announcement, and it was in German, and I didn't understand it, so I asked this. This German lady, I said, excuse me, uh, can you please tell me what the announcement said? And then she told me, and then I said, wow, she looks familiar. So then when we boarded the plane, I noticed as I was going back way to the end of the plane, she was in the first class section, and then I recognized her. It was Steffi Graf. So I was like the only a-hole that ever asked Steffi Graf if she knew German, because I asked her, I said, do you speak German? So <laughs> so that kind of stuff can happen, you know. You know, we're getting double use out of this drop, because, I mean, we thought it was Fez only. There we go. Bananas. 
Doesn't it feel good? They're good. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty good. Pretty good. All right. So let me just say one more thing. (laughs) I'm going to say it in a drop. If you live in Vegas or if you're bringing your daughters to Vegas, this is what I need to say about, but it's not just Brad because I think he was drawn to the mentality. I mean, Vegas is a very uh, Darwinian cutthroat. It's every man for himself. Look up your daughters. Yo, homeboy, welcome to the hood, brother. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Fez, next team. Next team, number two team, Houston Rockets. My number two team, Vegas, only has them as the number four team. (laughs) Brian won't quit laughing. And frankly, RJ, I can't get past the point of my ending power ratings on the Rockets. They've got the big three intact. I have them 10 points at the end of last year, better than any other team. That's a good five (laughs) points better than Boston or Philly. It's very hard for me to drop them when they're right in the shadows of Golden State power rating wise to not being the second best team. I didn't hear hear a word you just said. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, that's the hardest you've laughed in two years for sure. For sure. Good news. We're an hour 21 or so in. We're going to do NBA only. We talked, we actually talked two hours before the show. We should have turned the mics on. I guess if anyone wants to, I was meeting a guy who's actually in the business, but uh, he's, you know, he's a fan. He, he reached out to me and I appreciated it. And we had a drink and I said, what do you, um, what do you like best about the pods? And, you know, he said a few things and I said, what do you like least? He said, RJ he goes, sometimes they're just too long. And I go, but do you listen to the, all the way to the end? He said, yeah. Then they're not too long. Not too long. <laughs> All right. So, but we are, we're going to do a good 15 minutes or so, 20 even. We don't want to rush through these last two teams. Listen, July's July, right? We're going to have a lot of time to talk Heisman. We're going to have a lot of time to talk all this stuff. This was LeBron's week. We've had a, you know, we've done a deep dive. We're going to continue because we could try to rush through the last two and rush through all this other stuff. Or we can go through this at a nice natural pace. Probably show still going to be an hour 50. No one's getting cheated. We'll push everything. So good news is, as we've talked about, Dream Preview has been going, and we've actually got a few new sponsors, and we're going to do a quick commercial break. Quip, Q-U-I-P. We had a huge response from this last week, and we kind of riffed on it. We thought about it, and what we said was this. If you, don't, if you have an electronic toothbrush and you're getting your heads in, that's important because electronic is so much better than manual, old school. You know, We'll call it old school brushing. But even if you have an electronic brush, if you don't replace the heads regularly, I'm not talking once a year. They say it's like 70% of the value is those fresh heads. And what's nice with Quip is part of the deal is you get those sent to your subscription style at a good price. So listen, if you've got a brush and you got all your fresh heads and you're happy, hey, keep at it. But for everybody else, and I think that's a big percentage of the audience, probably more than's on the commode right now, is (laughs) imagine they do listen to these ads separately like they're like what's he talking about (laughs) he's rj let him go is (laughs) for that percentage we have figured out you're either going to lose your teeth or you're going to lose your gums 
or you're going to order Quip. Now think about that. That sounds like, well, talk about a value in the business. They talk about a value prop. What's the value proposition for the listener? Well, I'm going to say it one more time. Order Quip. If you're not in the universe that has a nice, fresh electronic brush, order Quip, or you're going to brush too hard because you're thinking, RJ told me I got to worry about my teeth. And you start brushing them, and then you eat your gums away, you receding gums. Nothing sounds worse. You know, everyone's scared of the dentist, but imagine your dentist saying, well, it happened. You got receding gums. <laughs> and let me tell you, once that starts, Fez, that doesn't stop. And they measure the pockets, and they're four, five, six, and all those are bad, bad numbers, RJ. Yeah, you want a lot of ones that and twos. That was pretty good. Yeah. Fez, you're delivering today. It's almost like you smoked. You don't do any drugs, do you? I'm as square as they come. He one time he drank two glasses of white wine at dinner. Oh, we should have had a tape recorder there. I can't believe you let me drive home, by the way. <laughs> well, we you talk so much. I thought you talked it all out. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, come on. Two drinks. We should do a drunk show one time. How it's your style. Maybe the last show. Because it's gonna be the last one anyway. <laughs> Whatever that is. All right. So here's the thing with Quip. You get it delivered. You get it reasonably priced. It's not as expensive. They figured out what, you know, in in business, there's a term disruption. And everyone uses that now generically. Disruption. A new business came in and they disrupted them. No. If you actually look up the technical definition of disruption, it's a business coming in, offering the value prop that the customers care about and taking away the value prop. That's exp- that adds expense they really don't care about. And what you end up seeing is the iPhone's a good example. Most people used to have la- uh, desktops. And if you're in business and you got to do heavy work, you probably still do. But for most people, the iPhone gives them all the computer they need. All that big screen, they don't really need it. All the other, you know, that, that processor that's faster. Well, what am I using it for? I'm on Facebook. And it disrupted. And to me, and this isn't what Quip says, this is what I'm saying. Quip's coming in saying, we're going to give you everything you need to save your gums and your teeth. Because the other option is you don't brush hard enough. You're thinking, well, RJ told me I don't want receding gums. And then you hear, sir, you've got seven cavities and we might have to pull that one in the back. Now, who wants to hear that? Nobody. So here's the call to action. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash RJ Dream, so let's spell that out. Get, G-E-T, Quip, Q-U-I-P. It's all one word. Q-U-I-P. Then it's .com. Then one of those little backslashes slash RJ Dream, all one word. R-J-D-R-E-A-M. Go right now. You'll get the final refill pack free with your Quip electronic toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash RJ Dream, spelled G T Q U I P dot com slash RJ Dream. Next up, now listen, we all have the moments where we feel like this is a stepping stone. This is a, a moment I'm going to remember. You know, I was 37 when I got married, and it was, I waited and waited and waited. A lot of, you know, a lot of uh, tough conversations. Let's just say that. And now listen, I, I mean, you know, if you're, day, if, if you're in your 30s and you're dating someone, most girls are thinking marriage. And to me, I set that bar pretty high. 
women weaken legs. And <laughs> when I got married, I really felt like, and it's been 10 years, so I feel good about that. I felt like this is it. I waited and I found what I needed, what I wanted, and I felt fortunate. And in careers, yeah, and obviously people have kids. Faz, when you had your son, felt like something, didn't it? Just the most spectacular moment of my life. There you go. Well, for me, we finally have Meandies as a sponsor. <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening to podcasts. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes. I've been listening to podcasts for years. I, I consume many. And I'm hearing Bill saying, hey, Meandies and so-and-so. Man, it's like where RJ needs... Because one, they they supposedly send a lot of free stuff. Now, I haven't gotten the free stuff yet. But I love ex- uh, elite underwear. Because we talked about it. Not anything. I, I refuse. I'm black, black, black with underwear for a couple reasons. It's just a lot of utility, in my opinion. So I'm not talking tiger stripes or any of that craziness. Actually, in college, I had a girlfriend brought me like, I said, no, no. (laughs) But I like, it's the cotton, it's the softness, it's the support. All you got to do, anyone that watched Breaking Bad, is see him out in the first episode, Walter White in his tidy (laughs) whities Now, if 1% of the people are on the commode doing a number two right now, what percentage are sitting in tidy whities I mean, you got to think these guys, you know, we're vast majority guys, 30% at minimum. Oh, I, I'll take the over for the max over. I, today, it's 2018. I got, I hope the under, Oh, I'll take the over. Fast, it seems like you have deep insight into this. Just walk, <laughs> go to any like Walmart or Kmart I love Jimmy walk, and walk through the underwear aisle. No, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, listen. There's two types of guys out there that, and first off, even in a weird way, if you're wearing tidy whiteies, your value prop is, go, you know, entering the, enter the, enter the, Fez, don't show me your underwear. Enter the modern, I mean, very little distracts me, but that did. <laughs> enter the modern era if you're in tidy whiteies. But then if you're apparently like Fez in more modern underwear, and you're not buying Meandies, how do you know Meandies isn't the best? You've made the decision. It's important enough. I got like 30 Calvin Kleins. I bought like at a TJ Maxx, like eight bucks each. I They were like $30. And I found them at eight and I bought all of them. <laughs> That's how I think. And I love them. But then I bought another pair of Meandies and I was like, these are better. So I think both universes out there if you know that elite underwear is important, why not try Meandies? If you don't know, wake up. Now, there's two other groups we can put these people into. One is you have a partner or you don't. Okay. <laughs> you might be thinking, well, RJ is going to tell me if I don't have a partner, well, you better be ready, right? You know how certain girls go when they go out on a date, they'll decide if they should shave up before because they're thinking, is there any possibility? Well, the guy's an idiot. He thinks there's always a possibility. <laughs> so if you're out in the tidy whiteies or some other under, and let's also be honest, there's a point where they're probably going to be able to see the brand of your underwear where the deal's not closed. Ooh. So does Meandies increase that chance a little bit? 
I say yes. Brad says yes. All right. So there's a lot of things going on, but then there's the other side of it. None of this is written down, by the way. (laughs) Imagine if they wrote this coffee. (laughs) Then there's the other side of it. You have a partner. And let me tell you something. I understand this. 10 years. And we were together two before that. You don't think about, it's like, uh uh-oh, this girl's coming over for the first time to see my place. You're, You're washing the dishes. Brad's nodding. You know, you're, you're brushing your teeth twice, you know, like you, you brushed them right after lunch and it's only four o'clock, but you're brushing them again, mouthwash, who knows what's going on. And then there's years later, Faz, you can speak to this very different. (laughs) I'm speechless. (laughs) Okay. So now (laughs) it's almost like you were scared to say it, but here's the thing. All guys that's been with their partner for a long time. They, they know that look. It's that look that, come on, you're really, it's your efforts dropped off that much. They don't want you to gel your hair up in the morning. They, they're reasonable. It's Sunday morning. You're living together. They're not asking you to shower before 9 a.m. and gel your hair. They are asking you not to be in tidy whities with stains. <laughs> right? So if you don't have, let's wrap here. If you don't have a partner, Meandies is going to help you. If you do have a partner, Meandies is going to help you. So here's the offer. Meandies is risk-free. They'll make sure you get the perfect pair for you. If you're not happy, they'll refund the cost and you get to keep them. Oh, geez. I think I'm at living here. I think... They made a big mistake. They don't understand how value oriented this audience is. <laughs> so they're pretty much telling you, you could angle shoot and no, was actually writing stuff down. You could angle shoot and guarantee yourself a free pair. And I'm not suggesting this, but Hey, you guys are you guys. They must listen. Meandies is a, you know, obviously hundreds of millions of dollars, if not billions. I don't know. They're a pretty rich company or a pretty big company. They know there's angle shooters out there. They must be saying, we're going to fool them. You know, we had Bruce Pritchard on, him and Conrad Thompson, who has a great wrestling podcast, Something to Wrestle With. They were here, and they both were about nine drinks in, and it was like five in the afternoon. I'm not judging. It was Vegas. But Bruce said something that was brilliant. He said, all the wrestlers talk about the marks, but he said the wrestlers are the marks because they bought into the life and the fans are only there for a diversion, but they're in it for their life. So right now you guys are thinking the, sh- the angle shooters out there, you're thinking, Oh, Meandies is the mark. I'm going to get a free pair of elite underwear and I'm not buying any more, no matter what that'll be my date underwear or some variation of that. Right. Meandies knows that. I'm guessing. And they're figuring you're going to get these mofos and you're going to say, I got to have more. So the ones that thinks me Andy's is the mark, maybe you're the mark, but you won't know unless you try back to the script. And because you are listening to me, you will get 15% off your first pair of Meandies and free shipping. Wow. So if you do keep them, you're getting it at 85 cents on the dollar. Here's the call to action. Go to meandies.com 
slash RJ Dream. So it's the same concept slash. Now let's spell that. It's M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S. Meandies.com slash RJ Dream. M-E-U-N-D-I-E-S. Oh my. And here's an extra gift for you. Order a pair. Take a screenshot of your transaction. And when they were saying screenshot, I, I thought it was something different. And send it to me. Oh, Lord, I didn't agree to this. Let me read this. And I'll send another. Let me just read it. But this is all under advisement for a second. And I'll send another pair. You'll get one for 15% off and another pair free from me. The first 25 people to send proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase, or a pic of the receipt, and I'll send you another pair free. Just send your proof to gift at podcast one. Okay. So what I'm assuming is I'm not going to see any of this. <laughs> so this is going to work fine. Cause I was going to, if I was going to have to reply to 25 people, I was going to say no to the deal. So go ahead. Uh, Mackie would be processing. All no, that. even pro. Yes. If it would have happened, <laughs> Mackie would have been processing, but here's the beautiful part of all this. You're getting it all. So it's meandies.com slash RJ dream. You're getting 15% off right away. Cause you're going to RJ dream. Then you send to this corporate address. I'll never see gift at podcast one. That's all spelled out.com. And all you got to send is a screenshot of your purchase or pick of the receipt. So it's one or the other. And I don't think you have to be wearing them if you want to, I, I'm sure. And you get a whole other pair free. Wow. And I don't have to do anything once I quit reading this. So this is working out great. Meandies.com slash RJ Dream. And guys, listen, I doubt after this read they're ever going to give us this offer again. <laughs> so I would really move on it fast. <laughs> That's meandies.com slash RJ Dream. I think I want to send that in to somebody and try to get a job. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think you're in good shape there. <laughs> All right, guys, let's keep going. So we started talking about the Rockets. Now, obviously, the naysayers are going to say Chris Paul. Now, I think it's important to delineate, hey, your three and four is not what we're talking about here. That contract for this, does any, would anyone not pay Chris Paul max for this year? I would. I'd pay. I'd pay him. Yeah. So that's all that matters right here. The problem is injuries, another year older. How do you account for that? Yeah. So I had him at a 10 for my power rating. 10 points better than an average team. RJ, that is off the charts good. In many years, that would make you the very best team in the NBA. Unfortunately, Golden State was there. Even when Chris Paul got hurt, as we all know, in game six and seven, Houston had double-digit leads at halftime, couldn't hold on to either one without Chris Paul. Who knows what happened with him? I just, with them five and six points better than Boston and Philly in my closing end-of-the-year power ratings, it's hard for me to, even if I bring Houston down by about a point and a half maybe, if they're eight and a half points better than an average team, I just don't see Boston or Philly being at that level and certainly not the Lakers. I heard uh, on Simmons' podcast, they were talking about how good that Houston defense was. Because there's the famous videos of Harden, you know, playing, you know, Olay type defense. And, but if you look at what, what these advanced guys have figured out, the sabermetric guys, but not at the retail level, but the Golden States, the, the Daryl Morey's of the world, 
is it's how they play defensively together as a team and how you can hide a guy that maybe isn't a great on the ball one-on-one defender. And Houston's defense was quite good last year. So I think the sense was they had a lot of scoring, but they did. But look at the way they, even though they lost the series against Golden State, they held them low, low, low. Yeah. And I always thought that Harden was a bad defender. And I actually saw one of these retail analytics shops rating him as an above average defender, largely probably because of the system. Bez, didn't they lose one of their top defenders, Arize? Isn't he gone now? Yeah, Which, which I think he's bringing up a good example is, okay, you, you pay Paul, uh, Rob Peter something. Now you're losing something. Ariza's heading to Phoenix. He's probably worth a point. So that's, that's, that's one of my one and a half point downgrade on the Rockets. You know, if I were the Rockets, I would say, hey, Chris Paul, we'll see you in March. <laughs> you know, take the first five months of the season off. You know, we just want you healthy. For you got to wonder about that. I mean, it's uh, Le- the LeBron is playing like it doesn't matter, right? I mean, fourth, when you get to fourth, it's what matters anymore. I mean, obviously, if you're eighth, you, but you figure if you got to play the number one team, if your goal is to make the playoffs, really, what's the difference there? So you lose one home game. Yeah. So. But the way they're doing it is seemingly ha- have them travel, have them do everything, but sometimes not play hard. Wouldn't it be the question is how long would it take to get to optimal playing, peaking? Let's just say for the sake of argument, they say that's that's eight weeks. Why not start eight weeks before the playoffs? Right after the All Star break, I think that we're looking to we're becoming too results oriented. Back when they dropped Cleveland to the number four seed. That was a first one. No one dropped Cleveland to the four seed. They won only enough games to get to the four seed. Right, right. So when they wound up with the four seed, their chance at a title dropped precariously. Just because of the history, it didn't in merit. It's just because of the history of the seed. No, it's because of the path, though. The path oh, became so much, oh yes, the path became so much more difficult. You forget our. It was day. only well, hold on. It was only because the two seed Boston was so injured. Yeah, in, in a normal situation, the path from the four or the two isn't that much. That's dip. a good point. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just would LeBron? It's back to the thing. Would LeBron do this if it if it were such a big deal to get the one seed? Would Golden State? Do you think Golden State? If you told them we're going to decide the NBA title last year, if they would have said before the season on who has the most regular season wins, you think Houston would have had more regular season wins? No. Yes. What? Golden State was too injured. They were not going to be able to get the most wins. You forget about all how those injuries piled up. Three of the big four all went down for substantial amounts of time. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it would have made it harder, but it, it, boy, it just seems to me that when you watch six and seven, everyone says if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, I'm still not sure they would have been able to beat them in a closeout game. I mean, the only guy that's beat this team, and it hasn't been with Durant. This team's never lost with Durant when it mattered. So, all right, speaking, all right, oh, last question on Houston. You know something, Brad? I'm going to have you give your best bet. We te- I don't want to tease a best bet and not give a best bet. So we'll do an early Heisman at the very end of this, and we'll tease your best bet. That'll be the last thing we do. Is that cool? Very cool. Okay, last question on Houston. If you told me Houston has the second highest win total, do you want to go over or under? I would say I want no part of the over. If you tell me Houston has the second best odds to win the title, 
I'd be much more likely to want to bet Houston. Here's why. When you bet a win total, you're betting on how a team plays throughout, obviously in this case, the regular season. So it's how they play over a long period of time. Consistency is key. If you bet to win a title, you're saying in their top 20% of performances, how good are they? And thus these high variance teams where injuries can happen a bunch. Maybe they happen 50% of the time. I don't care. If I'm getting, what, what's Houston's best number out there? Eight to one? Eight to one. If I'm getting eight to one and half the time I'm out of the box because Harden or, or more likely CP3 gets injured, okay, fine. The question is when they play their top 20%, the five to one type range, do they win it? And it feels like this is a high variance team that has a higher ceiling that I'd be more inclined to bet to win a title than have a great regular season. Agree strongly, especially because what happened, they got the number one seed by a lot last year and they weren't able to get to the championship series anyways. So now they're a little more likely, I think, as their players a little older, play a few less minutes and look to maximize in the playoffs. Next up. Ten, nine. Let me guess. Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland. You know, we talked about this before the show. Browns are 100 to 1 to win the title. Cavs, 650 <laughs> to 1. I set their over under in the Cavs. 21 games for them to win. Not confident of the number. What do you think? Well, you, I think you gave me 24 to start with. Someone must be batting you down. Drop daily. <laughs> I mean, you're getting, who's batting you down? <laughs> They bet in like ham sandwich, like like a pastrami over at Wise's. I haven't gotten my bookmaking license um, approved yet, but that's I never horse. stopped you before. No comment. <laughs> All right, tell us about Golden State. So Golden State, obviously the best team. Hey, I get it. Boogie Cousins, possible distraction. Achilles, he won't be as good. I'm a little confused about Boogie, and here's why. When he was with Sacramento, he was literally worth six points. He was incredible. He was so good. And then he went to New Orleans. So six points would have made him one of the the three most valuable players in the NBA. Yes, he literally was Anthony Davis. And then he went to play with Anthony Davis, and he wasn't worth very much. He was worth like half a point to New Orleans. And then the question is, was that the Twin Towers? Bad matchup with the two big men trying to mesh together. Unclear. I don't think he's going to be nearly what he was, but if he is a semblance to what he was back at Sacramento, that's an upgrade to the team that's so much better than everyone else. Wow. I set their over under at season wins 68. Their power rating, playoff power. I'm going to give playoff power rating 12 points. I, I had going to stay 12 points better than an average team to end the year. I think when they have Boogie Cousins, fast forward nine months going into the playoffs, I think they're right back at 12 points better at, at about the same strength. Does anyone understand what he's saying? I can follow him. Explain, explain it. He's talking about that when they get in the playoffs, they're more powerful, right, than the regular season. Yes. I only have them eight points better than an average team to start the season, but they're really 12 points better because they're going to coast and not play at 100%. So how did you, were you able to explain that in eight seconds that time, and it took you 48 the time before? RJ, you know I'm so much better with my second take after you, <laughs> you, like put, up the big, you put up the big whiteboard on what to say. <laughs> All right, so I agree with that. I also agree that there's an injury issue with Cousins. So I think they're only... 
what's the scenario that Golden State doesn't make? And you could say with the Lakers there, the second round of the playoffs. So I, I've been saying it's only eight game, eight wins that matter. Maybe it's 12 wins that matter. Because if they don't get the number one seed, you're playing LeBron, you got to play, right, in the semis, let's say, of the conference. Let's call it 12 wins. What's the scenario Golden State doesn't make the second round? Meteorite strikes um, the Bay Area? That's an interesting question. What would you have to take? Plus, what would you take 10 to, if I said 10 to 1, Golden State doesn't make the second round, do you take it? Well, you already have taken advantage of me on, on other lines I said too quickly, but I would say... No, I won't bet you. All right. I, I would say... I mean, it might have to be 20 I'd, to 1. I'd, I would lay 10 to 1 that they get into the second round of the Okay, place. would you take 20 to 1 on the no? Off my off the, off the top of my head, no. Jeez, so you would you take 30 to 1. Give me the number you take, just off the top of your 23. head. 23. Okay. So it's a, a 4% chance or whatever, in your opinion, they don't make the second round. So do you think they're signing for to decrease that 4% chance to 3%? No, they're signing for those. So to me, you get boogie in. Uh, maybe you tell them, wait a couple extra weeks. You think you're ready? Just practice with us. And I think, and they said he's not going to start. And again, I am not a basketball coach. But boy, that's a good second team. If you need What you want on that second team is a guy that can score by himself. Where the other guys play defense, maybe one outside shooter on that team, on that second team, and Boogie, and all of a sudden you get the ball in the post to him, I think the points per possession or the di- differential of that second unit improves greatly. You know, that's a, a great point, because how, how important is Boogie Cousins going to be with the other big four? He's the scorer. Bring him off the bench. I think that that would be much, much more valuable. And then you have the team of death or whatever, and maybe you've got six plays that Boogie can be on that team, that it's only these six plays. So it's only maybe a, a possession or two at the end of the half, a possession or two at the end of the game that he's with the big four. But you've got these set plays where it's like, you know, there's only three things to do. You know, get the ball in the post, boom, boom. And maybe I'm oversimplifying. Maybe I'm being too hard on Boogie that he could play even more. And if so, that's upside. But even if that's all we could do, play a couple of possessions with the team of that and anchor the scoring on the B team or on the second team, that seems like a big upgrade. Two leaps of faith there, RJ, in my opinion. You're dealing with Boogie's... Oh, here, comes, here comes the naysayer. Okay, you're dealing with Boogie's <laughs> ego, which is very high. He may not ex- accept that role or be happy in that role. And he's coming off an Achilles injury, a major, major injury. Probably won't be ready to January. That's fine. We only need him ready in May. Understand. Right. But how effective could he, you know, is he going to be 70%? Well, listen, if they would have signed him to 20 million a year, I would have said, hey, they're making a heck of a risk. At the price they signed him? Yeah, good price. I mean, but the rumor is, and again, who knows what news reports, especially when it comes to NBA stuff, because you never know for sure. Who knows what reports are accurate or not? But the fact of the matter is that the Lakers supposedly could have had him for the same money and said no. So that kind of makes the naysayer, the nitty professor, may if Magic said no, maybe. But again, if Steve Kerr says yes, but again, maybe it's Kerr figures we got one problem and we got three championships. Uh, Boogie's ability to buck that, I think, is even less than LeBron. Did you know this, RJ, that in the Pelicans' last 32 games before they were eliminated in five games in the playoffs by the Warriors, they went 24-8 and without Boogie. 
including sweeping Portland in the playoffs. Anthony Davis played pretty darn well. Yeah, but, but better the, team but, chemistry. But another rumor is is that Boogie Boogie said I don't want to resign. Oh, I'm sorry, check that. The Davis said I don't want to resign Boogie is the rumor now. And again, it's being not rumor I'm hearing in Vegas, but it's being reported. So, uh, I listen. I can only speak to what Vegas or what I can speak most authoritatively on is what Vegas has done, what the market has done, really what the batters have done, because that moves the market. The day of the boogie signing, you could have got the Warriors to win the title at plus 130. The day after the signing, the best number out there was minus 140. So plus 130, imputed out 43% chance, minus 140, 58. So the signing, 15% increase in their chance to win the title. That's better than all but three other teams have. Their increase because of that signing is a better chance than all, the, all but three other teams have. Include the Sixers have less of a chance to win the title. They have about a 5% chance at 20 to 1. They just increased 15% by one signing. You know, I got to tell you, RJ, I am sick that I didn't bet Golden State. Not after the boogie, right when the boogie signing was occurring, but... When LeBron went to the Lakers, the biggest fear was that he was going to go to Houston or Philly or Boston, and that team would be a parallel to Golden State. How good, how much would you want Golden State plus 130 in your pocket right now? We could have had it. What were we doing? And that was another edition of Wise Guys Whining, starring Steve Fezzik. (laughs) Your usual star, Brad Powers, was absent. That's a good show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's think. We talked about Boogie. Do you feel like that adjustment? It almost feels like, like something happened we didn't understand. That, that Could Boogie be worth that much? I think what might have happened. Was it maybe they thought he was going to the Lakers and it was a double whammy? Lakers don't get him and Golden State does? My theory, RJ, was that there were some folks saying, oh, you know, this Laker hype isn't over with. So they LeBron got signed. Now they're going to sign some more people. The Laker odds are going to drop, and I can get Golden State at more than plus 120, more than plus 130 to get greedy. And then what happened is that as soon as Boogie got signed, people realized, oh, we're not going to get any better because he's probably an overvalued player. The public's going to bet on them. And also people are going to recognize the fact that there's no one in the same neighborhood power rating Versus Golden State now, now that you don't have James going to the 76ers. That's Steve Fezzik. Follow him on Twitter at Fezzik Sports. F-E-Z-Z-I-K Sports at Fezzik Sports. All right, guys, we got Dave Essler, overrated, underrated, just about 90 seconds each and a free pick. And he's been hot. And Brad Powers. I mean, we don't want Blossom not to play this week. Now. We're popular. We got one more commercial break. I promise you I'm going to read the exact script on all of them. It won't be more than 60 seconds each because all that discretionary time went on the prior ones. All right. Dollar Shave Club. We've talked about it for a while. A lot of you guys, I've gotten a lot of response on this. And here's the pitch. If you're a sports batter, Having that consistency every second you can save from shaving or whatever, hey, you can be batting, you can be having fun with it. Maybe not every second, but you know what I'm saying. And 
Dollar Shave Club, you would think, well, it's going to be more expensive, right? Because I'm getting delivered to the door. It's high quality. No, that's the thing. The internet, we talk about all the advantages. Hey, you can get the odds updated. I have a pregame.com, by the way, in the game center instantly for free. You get bet splits and all that. But you also can find the best deals. If this were like 1994 Dollar Shave Club, we wouldn't it'd be somewhere in Rhode Island, maybe or something. No one, it'd be in back of magazines. Now you get to find out. It's 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 Darwinian. Is this company has done so well? They're now everywhere, and you can actually help us by using our promo code and get a special offer. And here's a great way to try a bunch of Dollar Shave Club's products for just five dollars. You can get their daily essential starter set. It comes with body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's. And if you're that 1%, that one wipe Charlie's is going to help their world famous shave butter and their best razor. This isn't a, it's cheap. So you're getting it. No, this is their six blade executive. Keep the blades coming for just a few more bucks a month and add in shampoo, toothpaste, or anything else you need. That's not forced on you. It's whatever you want. Chinese menu style. Pick it. It's delivered to your door. And at the duration in between deliveries, it's perfect for you. Check it all out. Dollarshaveclub.com slash dream. Dollarshaveclub.com slash dream. Next up, BetDSI. We always talk about them. They have, they're a sports book. I don't. I haven't. Sponsored sports books. To me, that's a different world. I'm not an expert on the offshore, but here's what I know. I know BetDSI has spent big, big, big money with Podcast One, our platform. And they get to choose, hey, I want to be this show, this show. And obviously, they've chosen the Dream Preview. And to me, only smart, right? Our audience, you guys are probably, not everyone that listens is a better, but, and we've often said, if there's one thing you can do, and Faz, you can tell me if you agree with this. It's easy to lose weight. Just eat all greens and fruit. A little bit of maybe like the old famous zone thing was it was uh, the palm of your hand of beef or of uh, protein every day. Drink nothing but water and work out an hour a day. I promise you 99% of people are going to lose. I mean, there's always people, you know, you always hear about metabolism. Right? But 99% of people are going to lose weight. You've got my guarantee. But why don't people do it? Why don't I do it? Why don't you do it? It's difficult and it requires discipline 24-7. Exactly. And, he, and it is 24-7 because sometimes I wake up <laughs> at 3 and I my dad used to have these little Snickers bars, but they were just two bites. He'd put them in the freezer and I'd wake up and eat those Snickers, well, one of them or two, and I'd always wake up and I'd go to the mirror in the morning and I'd have chocolate smeared all over my face. It was like the scene of the crime. And once you've fallen <laughs> off the wagon, you may as well have 18 of them. No, no. See, I never did that. That's your, that's your, that's the physics. That's a whole different podcast there. But you in the wagon, who, who, <laughs> that's a, that's a little scary, but here's what I know for sure. If you want to do one thing, to max your or improve your results, it's get a second out. Now, listen, if you've got three or more outs, you know this. So now the question is, do you want one more? But I'm more talking to the guys that have one out only. Because when you go from one to two outs, there's nothing you can do that's going to improve your results better. And if you go from two to three, it's also a jumbo jump. 
Agree or disagree? Agree. Just won a WNBA play tonight by one half point, RJ. All right. So it's betdsi.com, and they have a promo code. So this isn't one of those slash deals. This is the promo code, DREAM25. And with that DREAM25, you get up to $2,500 free on your first deposit. That's pretty good. Check that out. Now, you got to deposit, but go over, check them out. They got customer service. They've been in business 20 years. They're obviously spending the money. And to me, the main question with any book is, are you going to get paid? And to me, if someone's spending big money in order to advertise, then they're not looking to go away anytime soon. So I'm always scared of the books. You get a fly. And again, I don't do these books. You get a flyer in the mail. You never heard of them. Oh, 80% bonus or whatever. It's like, hmm, that's good. But yeah. I never heard of these guys. These guys, this is like someone that you're looking to become friends with on the block and they bought the house. They didn't rent and they're starting to remodel. You're thinking these guys are going to be around. Now they could have been house flippers too, but odds are they're going to be around. Go to betdsi.com and use the promo code dream 25. Remember guys, preseason football is like a month away. So Four weeks from the night. How is it? 28 days from today. Yep. How do you do in preseason, Fez? I had the Hall- as if I don't know. Uh, preseason has been great historically, but I did have the Hall of Fame game last year under and got absolutely. So, what was your pre? Uh, what was your general record in the preseason last year? I do not know. I have to look it up. Was, I, it, was it winning? It was six, above sixty percent. I have to look. And it the up. year before, I think it also was right there in sixty percent. I love the preseason. He loves Jimmy G, and he loves the preseason. And listen, if you're batting preseason, it's not too early. BetDSI.com. Use promo code DREAM25. Finally, our old friend True Car. They've been with us from the start. They're like that girl that, you know, maybe now you think you can do better, but she's always been loyal. Now, I don't think I could do better than True Car even, but there's that loyalty. In fact, on our Fox show, they actually have True Car as a sponsor. You know, we're not related. You know, we don't do the sponsorship in any way. And we don't even do the reads. It's it's we do some of the reads in the show, but it's the update guys that do the true car reads. I'm always jealous. I'm like, true car has been with me from the start. Now you, the reader guy, are doing it. <laughs> but now it's true car. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for. But what does it actually mean? The same goes for invoice, list price, dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for. And by the way, if you're confused, Krill Oil, K-R-I-L-L, good with the omega-3s and such. Check it out. We were talking about that earlier. But back to True Car. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you even get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you the true price on cars like the one you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you know if the true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid for the same car you want. And your certified dealers know this. They know knowledge is power. You got knowledge. That means you got power. So they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. But if it's available in yours, take advantage.
Hi, baby, hitting the home stretch. It is 9.42 p.m. when we're recording this. And we have a packed house. Mackie's still in the shadows. And it's July. I mean, these are what, when you, when, when your son says, Daddy, why do we have a mansion and a yacht, Fez? You can tell him about tonight and about meeting me. <laughs> and, and all, I have to tell the listeners, my son loves RJ. RJ is like, we have a library in Johnny's room that's dedicated to RJ's investment in uh, Johnny's education. Well, we bought every year we meet and, and buy, he gets, what do I, I think it's like 40 bucks of books, right? But I did beat him out of a dollar rock, paper, scissors. And this is a trick. This is a trick with kids is if they, if, if you let them win, they don't respect you. Right. Beat them, beat them, beat them. And then when they win, it means something. True story. You beat them five straight iterations of rock, paper, scissors, maybe with four or five. Times. But the funny thing was he had a system and I had a system. Well, you recognize the system. So, <laughs> and the fit, he didn't get the third iteration. I'm like use the watch random, <laughs> random by the watch. So you wanted him to do, to do a GTO, right? right. As the poker player said, <laughs> Oh, he did not And I took that dollar and then I bought him $40 worth of books. So who really was the winner? At 40 to one, baby. That cute, that cute kid. Lamar Jackson, 101 was better though. And let's just say Fez is, uh, Johnny does not resemble you. Not at all. I mean, you know, just a little. The intelligence and such. The verbal abilities. So you should be nice to your wife. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys. We got Astler. We got Brad. No more shenanigans. This might have been the drunk show, except no one had a drink. <laughs> all right. Let's go with our overrated team first. This is a team you that Astler's looking to play against. And our overvalued team, and we may have been here before uh, from memory anyway, is the Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, I, I know they hadn't been healthy all year. Goldschmidt was pretty much trying to carry the team, and, and, and he can't. Well, they got Jake Lamb back. I thought they'd get better. They got Pollock back last week. I thought they'd get better. But, again, it's it's how and who. And, and how, they're even, even with those guys in the lineup, they're averaging exactly three runs a game in the last week. They've hit two home runs in the last six games, and that's playing at Chase Field, which is, you know, a homer dome. How they're playing, they've lost four of five as favorites at an average of minus 135. How they're playing, double-digit runs. Arizona's only scored three times this season. And I said, that sounds low. Let me look. Last season, 23 times. I realize we're only at the All-Star break, but that's still a, a massive discrepancy. Um, who they're playing, they're playing the Padres this week. Padres actually are a better team on the road, and they're playing at Colorado uh, in the two-division opponents. And you guys know that, and I've said this time after time, when when elite pitchers, and I know that the Padres probably don't have any, when they get hit, it's against a familiar foe. Uh, and Colorado's looking to pay Arizona back. Arizona swept them in June. Uh, look at their lineup. Buckholz was a nice little spark. He's on the DL with an oblique injury, and, and an oblique injury is a 10-day DL, but that could be a season-ender. You know, Grenke's okay. But he's been okay against Pittsburgh and the Fish. Now he's playing division rivals. Miller's been destroyed. Zach Godley has been ungodly bad. Corbin's been solid, but the Padres have actually hit him very well. On the upside, their bullpen's been pretty good. But as a favorite, they're down units this year, and I think that's only going to get worse. The Arizona Diamondbacks are overrated. Okay. Thoughts on Arizona and over? Uh, makes sense because Goldschmidt and, and Lamb at the corners aren't uh, hitting like they were last year, especially Lamb Powers is down with him. 
the humidor has messed this team up completely. They used it in Colorado, Arizona, used it for the first time this year. So Goldschmidt, Lamb, these guys with these big launch angles that would hit the high fly balls that would travel forever in the Arizona desert, they're getting caught on the warning track, and you can see it in their body language. They're, all their swing mechanics are messed up. Yeah, you got to figure, if you have the ability to have a home field that is so different, I get the idea that the pitching eventually... I mean, what's the rationale? Because you think it'd be an advantage to know how to play it, um, you know, with so much distance hitting, you know, however you want to explain it. Is it just they wanted to protect their pitching? Exactly. Same as Colorado, that they felt like their bullpen always gotten smashed by the end of the year because all the games were landing 11 runs. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess there's a no win there. All right, next team, we had our overrated, now underrated. Well, last week, our underrated team was the Oakland A's, and we were spot on on that one. They promptly swept Detroit and took two out of three from Cleveland at home. I hope we can be as fortunate this week with the Texas Rangers. And a lot of people have asked me uh, on Twitter and whatnot how we come up with these things, and, and that's a good question. And what I do is I look at how they're playing right now, who they're playing right now, and where they're playing right now. Look at the Rangers, the how. They're on an 11-5 and five run. They lost two. The last couple of nights against Houston, but they didn't get blown out. I think it was four to five and three to five. They're hitting 309 over the last week. They're averaging almost seven runs a game. So there's that. Who they're playing at Detroit and at Boston. Detroit's hit or miss. Detroit's coming back from a road trip at Kansas City and the Cubs. Boston's coming back from a, a series at Kansas City by the time they get there. Then they got Toronto coming in. So it could be a flat spot for Boston. Am I suggesting that we? Uh, Texas is going to go in there and manhandle Boston? No. Situationally, I think if you took them every game, you'd be fine. Uh, where are they playing? Where? On the road. Texas on the road, only two games under 500. If you bet them a unit every game on the road, you'd be up seven units. Texas bullpen on the road, 2.49 ERA, 78% save percentage. That's excellent. Gallardo's back. Miner's pitching really well. Hamels is dangerous. Of course, you have big, sexy Bartolo Colon. But he's actually getting some love already on Wednesday night. Texas hits left-handed pitchers pretty well. As an underdog, they're 14 games under 500. But because they've been so disrespected, you'd be actually up a little bit of money if you bet on them every game. So this uh, week, it's the Texas Rangers are undervalued. You hear Dave Astler, and you know this guy knows. He's grinding, and it just spews out. I sometimes have to listen twice to Astler. You can follow him on Twitter. We're going to get his free pick and Brad's best bat in a moment. Follow him on Twitter, Dave underscore Esler. So there's an underscore. It's Dave underscore E-S-S-L-E-R. Quick thoughts, Nitty Professor. Yeah, I certainly agree with you, RJ, about Dave's baseball knowledge. He's a tremendous baseball capper. This one, though, I disagree a little bit. Uh, Texas. Very political there. That was pretty smooth, though. Texas uh, 11 and 5 uh, hot streak, as Dave mentioned. I, I see some regression coming. They're not a good team. And uh, I'm not a fan of Gallardo. I think he's way past his prime. I don't like their bullpen. They just don't have enough offense. So I actually see some regression coming for Texas. All right. Free pick coming up. Our free picks have been really solid the last couple of weeks. Uh, and this week, I'm going to look right at our overvalued team and go against them. On Wednesday night, I'm taking the Padres over the Diamondbacks. Padres have the better pitcher. Lucchesi hasn't allowed a run in his last two outings. Arizona probably gave him his worst loss of the year earlier this season. And you guys also know I'm, I'm sort of into that revenge they remember type thing. 
Uh, Lucchesi's got a 1.22 whip, and he strikes out more than a batter an inning. So when you compare him to Zach Godley, who's sitting there with his whip of 1.60, and he beat San Diego earlier this season. So there's another sort of motivator for the Padres. It was his first win against the Padres. Prior to that, the last three seasons, the Padres had hit almost 300 against him. Uh, and the early batters seem to agree with me on this. Bookmaker opened Arizona at minus 155 at, at 1 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday. And by 1.30, they were down to minus 139. So there's some value going away. And I also think that that would be an even better bet on the run line, which is probably going to be about minus 150 when it comes out. But you could split half of that either way, uh, but especially with a total of eight. And I've talked about this before. You know, if they're going to give me a run and a half with a projected total of eight percentage-wise, uh, that's always something good to look at. So I like the Padres over Arizona Wednesday night free pick. Like the analysis and one more hybrid bet, derivative bet here. Dave mentioned we've got a starting pitcher advantage, Padres. Motivation advantage, Padres. Whenever I see both of those, I look to bet the first five innings. Go ahead and play San Diego. It'll probably be about plus one. 30 instead of 138 for the game. I think better value even more in the first five innings. And that's because, I mean, this seems self-evident, but just to be clear, those edges are more applicable early. Absolutely. And Arizona is the slightly better team and they do have the better bullpen. I don't want to mess with it. And frankly, RJ, if, if the game is tied after nine innings, I don't want San Diego, but I would love to have had in the first five. Just one more thing. You know, I like that song more. It's been almost a year, and I like it more than I did at the really? beginning. Sign of a great song. Go, Brad. All right, bear with me for 20 seconds. Let me give you some Heisman betting guidelines from where I come up with a lot of these long shots. First off, last 18 years, 15 quarterbacks. 15 of the last 18 Heisman winners have been quarterbacks. So if you're betting the Heisman, it's more often than not, go with a quarterback. You also want to go with the quarterback on a national title contending team. Average regular season wins for the last 18 Heisman winners, 11. 11 wins in the regular season. And this is the one opportunity when you're betting. There is, can be some value in long shots. Six of the last nine years, a Heisman winner has not been in the preseason top eight. Six of the last nine, not in the preseason top eight. So with that in mind, I'm going with the quarterback for the Ohio State University. Dwayne Haskins is my best bet, 25 to 1. Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State. He's obviously a quarterback. That fits one of the guidelines. He's not in the preseason top eight of the Heisman, and he's also on a national title contending team, and he's flying a little bit under the radar. Why? Ohio State and him has to replace the all-time leading passer in Ohio State history in JT Barrett. But I think Haskins could be an upgrade, particularly in the vertical passing threat down the field. Last time JT Barrett wasn't starting for the Buckeyes, what happened? The Buckeyes won the national title in 2014. Give me Dwayne Haskins, quarterback, Ohio State, 25-1. to Follow Brad Powers on Twitter. A lot of good stuff. He's doing the work. When he sounds awesome in September, it's because of what he's doing in July. Brad Powers, P-O-W-E-R-S, seven. No one knows why. Brad Powers, seven. Last thing, 
in podcast one, we do cross promotions and such. And this one I think is going to be of interest to our audience. It's called the Brad, you might like this, the big 12 podcast, the big 12 podcast. So what they do is there's a guy, the host Chuck Cooperstein and all they do is the big 12 each week covering all the happenings, doing a deep dive. So you can check that out. It's at podcast one.com and just search for the big 12 podcast or on Apple podcasts. As we said, you can follow me on Twitter and guys, if you ever wonder about our dedication, you can tell them this time we went two hours and 15 minutes and only talked pretty much about LeBron James and we didn't over talk LeBron, right? We just, we just talked and talked. And now, bye bye. Thanks for listening to RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday, NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for RJ? You can contact him directly on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.